1: If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit.
2: Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to seven, four, one, two, one. That's one word. Flash film to seven, four, one, two, one. All right, let's get started. Today is one of my favorite type of YouTube days. You ever get them days where like all the YouTubers have all the same cameras at the same time? Oh man! These are my favorite days bro these are my these are my type of days where just everybody just everybody got the same camera everybody's just testing the same all the videos drop at the same time but we'll we'll keep it real here what's going on y'all today's video is about innovation versus tradition last week, we did the photography side. This week, we're gonna talk about videography, video production, how things have changed, and how if you're doing things the old way, you probably won't make it. There's, again, five things you need to look at when we talk about how things, how innovation has changed what we do, how we do, and why we do it. So, let's get right to that. First, you know what we gotta do. We We gotta roll our graphics. We gotta do that, let's do that, and then let's get right into it.
0: You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner.
2: What's going on? What's going on? My name is Ty. I'm a former army combat photographer, and if this, if this is your first time, I got to talk first. If this is your first time on this channel right here, this channel is all about how to grow the business side of content creation. If you want to learn how to shoot better pictures and do all kind of weird stuff in Photoshop to make your mustache look thicker and, you know, and all kind of stuff on your body, this ain't the place, but if you want to learn how to monetize what you do and get that bag And this is the channel. You may want to hit the subscribe button on real quick. Again, my name is Ty. Let's talk about it, man. Like, listen, everybody and their mama, everybody and their mama dropped a video about the new uh DJI Ronin 4D. And I think it's a dope camera. I love what they're doing. I think it's pure innovation. I love it. Um, there are some things that I feel like they, they did right. Most of the things they did is right. Like DJI is coming for you know, cinema cameras like crazy. I mean there's nothing you can do about it. They the sensor, the uh full frame sensor, six K, eight K there's no joke. Let me let's let's just touch on a little bit if you haven't watched it, because there are little things that people aren't talking about that I really like about it, right? One is that you can change the mount. Cause me, I was like, I'm not buying it if I gotta buy DJI glass. But you can add a Sony mount. You can add a um, like a mount and a few other mounts that they've announced so far, so I think that's pretty dope. I, I like I like how they're doing that. I think that's pretty dope. So something you may want to think about. We're not gonna go and spend too much time in detail, but I like I like what it is. I feel like it's very innovative and I feel like it's dope. Will I get one? Nope. I'm not. I'm not. Never say never. I, I just want to wait and see what Black Magic does. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't the need for a camera that's stuck to a gimbal at all times there are cases where when i use a cinema camera i enjoy the shakiness of the camera like for what i shoot so i i'm straight on that um plus it's not compatible with all of my lenses that's you know i like it i like it never say never i'm not saying i'm i won't go get it i'm saying it doesn't serve a purpose for me now to go drop six grand on it seven grand on it Again, I'm waiting to see what Black Magic is doing. It's time for Ursa refresh, and I'm sure we'll get something soon. I'm sure we'll get something soon, probably within the next month or two. Anyway, really, really quick. This channel right here—it's sponsored by us over at Flash Film Academy. Join the Gold membership, be a part of this chat. Like our Gold members are going to come on later and get access to over 200 hours in lectures and be a part of the community. Real big. You want to support this channel? You support this channel by going to gold.flashformacademy.com. That's our sponsor for the day. Um, Yes. So let's talk about a few things, right? Let's talk about the importance of understanding whether or not your current business model, business practice is innovation or is it just this old school way of thinking? Real quick, good looking out, Jim, on the super chat. I appreciate you, brother. I'll probably see you in a little bit. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, so let's talk about that, because I think a lot of people don't really think about, you know, am I doing something that's tradition? Am I doing something that's old um, or am I doing something that is new? You should be thinking new. You should be moving towards the future because a lot of things change. There's a lot of different variables as to um, just how business work and things you need to do in order to stay profitable, to stay moving forward uh and if you aren't doing those then you may run into some problems you may it may be difficult for you to make a profit and i want to make sure you understand what it takes to be profitable because i can you can go anywhere else to learn how to take better pictures and do all this cool color grading stuff and all of that is great i'm not knocking it i love it i myself i'm a big fan of learning how to shoot better how to be more creative but at the end of the day If you don't learn how to be profitable, none of that matters because you can't buy the gear that you're dreaming about unless you plan on going to work for six weeks so that you can spend money on a $6,000 camera and you don't understand how to get that money back, right? That camera is not going to make you $6,000. So you want to make sure you understand how to make money. So when you do decide to buy this gear that they're flashing in front of you, it is a business decision and not just a want. Big difference business decision and not just a want apple just dropped a whole line of macbooks and macbook pros and if you're you know if you edit a lot and you need the speed it's a business decision that four five six thousand dollars you spent on that laptop will be written off and it will totally make sense um i myself jumped on that train because i live and die off my laptop I'm just that person. I don't want to get big Mac pros. I want laptops. I like to go edit in different places. And sometimes I get different creativity if I just leave my office and go sit, you know, in an in a IHOP and edit footage. That's just me. I like to be free like that. Like, that's just that's one of the the things or parameters to working for myself that I put in place is that I have the option to go other places and work and see different things. I love that about what I do. One thing I miss about being in the military is we were never, we were not in the office that much. We were out in the sun, we were doing stuff. We were busy, we were dirty. We kept doing stuff. I kind of miss that. Going to corporate America, you're in that cubicle. It felt like you're in prison. It just wasn't, I just, I wasn't crazy about it. And one thing I knew for sure is when I started, when I, when I started a company, there were some things that I wanted to happen. And one of them was I wanted to be out and about as much as possible. I love that because I get to go film and I also get to go edit and take calls and do things in other places that it makes my life better. It makes what I do. It makes me love what I do. Um, so it's up to you. It's up to you. So let me talk about a few things real quick. Let's talk about innovation versus tradition. Let's talk about the number one thing, or we're going to go in order of five things, kind of like we did last week. Um, You want to think about how is this product, the product or service that you offer changed, right? Because a lot of people aren't aware of the changes. 20 years ago, if you were a videographer, you probably did at best some boring training video. You either did commercials Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that helps the clients understand how your brand can solve their problem. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, Blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to FlashFilmAcademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. Or well, that was really about it. Some type of intro video that would play on the monitors in a certain situation. You, you didn't do much. There just wasn't, I'm not going to say much use for video, but every company didn't need video 20 years ago. They just didn't. Like, you can have a plumbing company that would have no use for video. They just didn't need it. Whereas today... Every company needs video. They need video for their social media accounts, all 5 and 6 of them. They need video for their websites. Not only do they need one video, but they need consistent video. They need video testimonials. They need intro videos. They need training videos. They need videos for their video for their uh recruiting page. They need videos when they post a job on CareerBuilder. Um, they need videos for all kind of stuff and It's it's great that they are starting to be aware of this. Um, And you want to make sure that you understand how it has changed. You don't have to just work for the news company in order to be a good photographer or videographer. You don't have to go into filmmaking and make movies to find ways to be creative with your camera or make a living with your camera. And that has changed a lot just 10, 20 years ago. Uh, And if you understand that, you won't build your business with the advice that you're getting from, um, you know, you won't build your business from the advice that you're getting from people who were in business 20 years ago. Brandon says, hey, just join the gold member through the Flash From Academy. Is it different than joining gold member through YouTube? Absolutely. I'm actually asking people not to join the YouTube gold member. If you click on it, there's a video that tells you to join through the website because one, it's cheaper Two. Um, it gives you access to the community and all of the lectures. The YouTube version don't. So I'm trying to phase people off of YouTube to the Flash from Academy because I can give you so much more for a whole lot less. Well, five dollars less. Um, so let's talk about just a little on one a little bit more. Who's the product for, right? Or or and I, and like I said, the 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 group of people that need your services is way greater than it used to be. And how often they need your services is way greater than it used to be. Number two, let's talk about who is it for, right? Again, we touched on this a little bit with number one, 20 years ago, it was for newscasters, maybe companies who could afford to advertise on TV. Maybe, and it wasn't a lot of them. It was your car dealerships, It was a few places late night that you would see with commercials, maybe a construction company, really high end companies who could afford to be on TV. Um, And that's changed. Now, everybody again, this is the best time to do what we do It's the best time to understand business because everybody needs video. Right. We're doing it for way more than commercials. And even if you wanted a commercial, it's so much cheaper to get a commercial ran on YouTube or ran on some some sort of social media. You don't have to have this crazy commercial that's only ran during your local news, you know, at eight o'clock when you're paying three hundred thousand dollars to get 30 seconds of airplay. Now they can spend three hundred dollars and get a video in front of potential clients on Facebook or YouTube all day and night and get and actually get more bang for their buck because they're getting in front of a more accurate audience so it's not like it used to be now a food truck can afford commercials where back in the day a food truck wouldn't even think about marketing on that on that level they just didn't bring in enough revenue some restaurants couldn't afford marketing on that on that level now everybody can afford marketing on that level So you wanna be mindful at the fact that your client base just opened up and you offer a service that's now available to everybody and not just a small group of people. It used to be 10 or 12 video production companies in your area fighting for work. Now it's just a goldmine. We live in the best era, era of content creation because we're right in that era where a lot of people don't have it they're they're starting to realize that they can afford it, and there's still a lot of opportunity, right? Let me give you an example. Um, anybody who's worked in the cell phone industry in the '90s, it was the best time. Well, I say like 2000, not the '90s, like two between 2000 like three, 2002 and like 2008, right? It was during the time where cell phones were popular. Everybody didn't have it, and data took over. So you were either selling people phones that never really had it or thought about it because phones got really cheap. um, They got really inexpensive or you were upgrading people out of boring flip phones to phones that had data that had uh, like palm pilots and stuff like that. And And if you were like in the business at that time, you understand what I'm talking about. It was commission based. You made a lot of money because there was so much opportunity because everybody didn't have a phone. Everybody didn't understand it. Um, everybody in the beginning couldn't afford it. And then they realized they can afford it. And then you had great technology like StarTax and things like that, that really pushed people in the door to get phones. And And the cell phone industry took off, whereas compared to now, everybody got a cell phone. Like rarely are you activating new lines. You're trying to steal clients from somebody else or you're upgrading people. It's not like it used to be where you can meet 10 people and seven of them didn't have a cell phone or they were on some prepaid, you know, service that you can pull them over to getting them a contract. So right now, a lot of businesses understand they need video. They know that social media is the key to marketing. They know they need to market, but they don't know how to do it. So it's perfect for someone like yourself who can help those clients really do it? And I talk about this heavy in module one. For those of you who've taken it, they know what's up. I go into real, real good detail as to why right now is just a gold mine. Like get in, understand the business, start getting it like right now. Because if I don't, I can't predict whether or not you know where it's going to go. Whether or not iPhones and stuff are are going to continue to be good enough or offer AI to help you just point and shoot. And just do it. Like I don't know, I can't see the end of this open field, like this open gold mine. But I'm sure with technology, things are coming. Like I, I can't predict what it is, but everything evolves to the point where we no longer need it. I mean, just look at how many devices your cell phone has replaced unknowingly. Like voice recorders gone, camcorders gone remotes gone like everything that you never even thought that it would go into that area is gone like iPads I mean iPods gone everything is just it's eating up so many different things a flashlight most people don't even buy flashlights no more they just use the flash feature like stuff like that are things you never thought of like I never thought of my iPhone eating up sales of flashlights. Like, that's crazy. You never thought of iPhones eating up sales of portable radios and t- even two-way radios. Like, for what? We can get an app and chirp back and forth, kind of like the Next Tales, uh that was mentioned a little bit earlier. So you, there is no telling what may eat over into our market. So take advantage of it now. Stop putting off understanding the business side, starting the business, growing the business. Because honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. And and this is just how a lot of business owners look at, at things, right? Get in the industry while it's hot, make money, invest in other things, and be able to and, and, and build longevity. Build wealth that way, right? Don't just stay, you know, in that one area, invest in other things. There was a company back in the day who invented the um who invented the tape deck that went into the uh headphone jack. Back in the day, if you had a CD player or you had something that and you had a tape deck in your car, you didn't want to switch out the whole unit. You didn't really have the money to. You can get this little tape looking thing for your young people. You plug it into the tape deck. It'll, it'll act like it's playing a tape and a cable will run out. It will be an ox cable and you can plug into whatever device you want. Well, the companies that made that made hundreds of millions off of it. But they knew it wasn't going to last. So the guys who did it start putting money in other places. Let me buy some real estate. Let me do this. Let me do that. So as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's looking to create generational wealth, which can be done in this industry, those are things you need to be mindful of. The money's going to come. What am I going to do with it? I, I don't want to I'm not saying I don't want to do this forever because I do. But I also want to be smart about my moves. That's why a lot of artists you see are dead broke because they didn't invest in other things. And then you have people like Jay-Z and Master P who invested in other things. So when their money dried up, when their rap money or music money dried up, they had other ventures. So that's what I'm kind of sharing with you, you know, now to just think about the longevity of your success. That's why right now is the best time to get in and, uh, you know, do as much as you can. You want to definitely do as much as you can. So, again, let's talk about number three. Number three is how do I market that product, right? How do I market my ability to be a video production company? The way you market your ability to be a video production company has changed. Traditional was Yellow Pages, newspaper, commercial. Now it's social media and other ways to get in front of your audience. What I teach, and I'm going to pop this up here again because I'm going to keep punching y'all in the throat with it. Cause y'all think, well, what could be in the course? What I teach is ways of understanding who your target audience is so that you know where they look for businesses like yours. They will literally tell you, they will literally tell you, I go to X, Y, and Z to find businesses and all you have to do is get there. And I, and I, I share a story, um, about working with dentists and finding out that a majority of dentists in this square area that had probably 50 dental offices between dentists, um, hygienists and orthodontic offices, it had probably about 50 to 90 of them. A majority of them belong to a particular country club, right? I'm not, I'm from the hood. I would never been a member of a country club. Let me be real with you. I don't, I don't, I ain't about that life. I knew nothing of it. I just didn't know. I'm going to be just, just me being 100. with you like, what you want me to do? Um, I never knew nothing about that. I never, you know, I was going to Planet Fitness, bro. I don't know nothing about country clubs. However, I learned that because all of these people went to country clubs, I learned that that country club put out an emailer every month. They put out, um, they sent out tangible newsletters. They had stuff posted on their board And they would allow you to get on that for a small fee of like $400 to get a half page ad. And that's exactly what I did. And I want to say that that $400 half page ad generated over six figures of income. And that's not a get rich quick scheme or no crap like that. However, it's just being smart enough to understand where the potential is to to understand where the opportunities are by, by knowing who my target audience is. And having the ability to beta test them and building a relationship good enough where they would tell me these things. And when I started hearing it from three, four or five people, a light bulb went off in my head that I needed to be there. If y'all are there, I need to be there. And I and I didn't even include all of the businesses or business owners who were outside of that industry that were there. It was more than just dentists and hygienists. It was a lot of people who were there that had construction companies and all kind of stuff. So here I am spending $400 a year, not a month, a year that brought six figures in was a much better move for me than spending $400 a month being on Google. But if you don't understand how to do that, if you don't understand how to lock down who you are, So, you know, who you appeal to, if you don't understand how to talk to the people you appeal to, if you don't understand how to build the relationship so that they will give you information. And then if you don't understand how to compare it with information from like minded people to look at the opportunities, you will never get to the point where you know where to market. That's why I teach you how to think and not what to think. That method can be applied no matter where you are in the world or what your niche is. That's some of the stuff that we kinda go in detail about. And I wanna make sure that I punch you in the throat when it comes to that, because you need to start thinking a little bit deeper about marketing. Everything can't be solved with a pay per click campaign. Everything can't be solved with just SEO. Everything can't be solved with a magnet on the side of your car. Everything can't be solved by word of mouth. Everything can't be solved by just a networking event or just having a booth at a conference. Some things require you to put, you know, A and B together so that you can get better results. And if you are around people who want to buy from you or who have bought from you and you are specific enough where you identify with their pain points, they will tell you how to find other people with those same pain points. There you go. Um, that that's, a that's, you know, I, I should have put up my, uh, boom, there you go. That That should have been up for that. Now, you know, and no one's out to battle. All right, let's talk about number um, four, right? Number four talks about how do we deliver or provide the service. Number four talks, speaks to that in general. And you got to think about, let's go back. Let me take you back 20 years ago, right? You deliver videos on a DVD, a VHS tape, something like that. It was a tangible item that people wanted in their hands. I want the tape people will fight you for the tape, like pictures now. People back in the day, they didn't want digital. My friends would, they thought I was crazy because I would check the box and pay extra to get my my pictures on the DVD. They literally, I, I BS you not. They literally thought I was crazy because I wanted all, when I first seen it, at a uh, was like CVS or something right A back in the day Perry Drugs whatever old school when i first seen it and you can click the box to get all your images delivered on a DVD or a CD i was like this is it i don't care about the printed pictures my friends thought i was nuts to this day i still have those CDs i don't even got a CD around to put it. Oh, actually i do I still got all of those CDs, those images in the highest possible quality, and they have tangible pictures that have faded or have been scratched or been damaged. I was just looking ahead at the future. However, understanding that you still can't deliver images the way you used to or video the way you used to, you got to look at how clients want you to deliver those products or services. Now, if you're just like I said, you're photography, you probably could sell prints and frames 10 years ago. Today, they're like, for what? I don't want a tangible picture taking up space that I got to dust. No, just like you probably don't want to dedicate a whole room of your house to albums anymore. You don't want to dedicate a whole wall in your game room or whatever your living room to DVDs anymore. For what? I got this little bitty ass box that sit on top of everything that plugs right into my TV and I can scroll through all the movies I ever wanted to watch on Netflix. Why do I need to dedicate my whole wall to DVDs? For what? So the way content is being delivered has changed and you need to understand that so that you can offer a valuable product. If I'm if I'm if I, if I got an upsell and I'm trying to upsell you to come get a DVD, people going to look at you like you crazy. Like, what? I don't want this on DVD. Now, don't get me wrong. You may meet some people that's like, yo, let me get that on DVD. You may meet some people that's on that. Most people aren't. But for the most part. No, not a good look. So we, whatever you do, you need to understand that how you deliver it is extremely important. I use a lot of Vimeo. I use a lot of um, YouTube for clients, and we manage their YouTube channel. We were doing some 360-degree videos. How do we deliver it? Via their YouTube channel. Now we got our foot in the door, and now we start marketing on YouTube and other social media. Um, so those are things that you need to think about. When you're working with clients because somebody's giving you information that's old, talking about tapes and DVDs and you know, yada yada yada. Let me give you let me give you an example of this that's not that old that's gonna make you think, hold up. This 4K fight, 8k fight, right? Quality, 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 quality. Two, three years ago, people were like, oh my god, he's delivering it in 4K. Wow, we need that. Now, Business owners are conscious as to how long things take, take to load on their website. That 4k file helped helping. that 4k file. Not helping them out. They don't want that big old 12 gigabyte file. They don't want that two terabyte file. You trying to deliver that take that jack up their Google score and lower their ability to, um, lower their ability to be found on Google and lower their score. No, this is a this is definitely live. If we're not pre-recorded. I just you know I don't mess up a lot. I, I'm I, this is what I do. Anyway, um, so th- they want they don't want that huge file. They don't want that. They want something that's light that loads fast that can be streamed. Streaming is the big thing, and they want a video that's going to load quick. That's why 720p may be your friend way more than 4k. Now, you can say, hey, I shoot it in 4K and compress it and get all this great quality, but it ain't helping clients. It's hurting clients. 4K files, unless it's streaming from like YouTube or something like that, hurting clients. Plus, if they have the type of clientele that's on their website via mobile devices, how many screens you know are 4K? There are a few that's coming, but when was the last time you really checked the difference in your video stream? It had to go down to like 480 for you to be like, man, this is not the best quality. What what you know what am I what am I streaming in right now? Do any of you know? I'm just curious. Do you know what I'm streaming in? A lot of y'all checking, because y'all haven't even paid attention. Y'all like the quality decent. It's clear enough where I'm good. I can be in 720p, I can be in 4K. A lot of y'all probably going to check out right now. You never thought about it. My last client wanted DVDs. She said, My last client wanted DVDs. Uh, mail overseas. I can see that. That seems real scamish, but I can see that. I can see that happening. Definitely. All right. Let's talk about the last thing. Right. The last and the um sizes and the bit rate. You're absolutely right. Let's talk about the last thing. And the last thing is the most important thing when you rock with Ty over here at Flash from Academy. Is how do you become profitable? Becoming profitable as a content creator, as a video production company has changed, right? It used to be a whole lot of money in the licensing side of it because anytime you shot a video, it was going to be on a commercial or something. It used to be a whole lot of money in, in, um, in the licensing side. It's not that much money in the licensing side anymore because a lot of people are just putting it on their YouTube channel. They're not looking to shoot commercials with it. LeDric, absolutely, I'm shooting in 4K at 60 frames a second. Now you know. Um, so you can you can if you're watching the 1080P or 940, if you are on a device that support it, you can kick it up and see all my blemishes and skin and every hair, I, everything you can see. Be like, man, you ever watch Ren and Stimpy and everything look cool until they get that one detail shot where they zoom in and it's just like. Whatever they show on look mad gross. Yeah, that's what's going to happen when you hit 4K. Anyway, so um, you got to Those are, you know, you want to be profitable. 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 Nothing else matters if you're not profitable. Profitability needs to be up front and center. Number one, profitability needs to be the reason you breathe in the morning. You got to put profit first. Absolutely, Alex. You got to be profitable. That's all that matters in business. Nothing else matters in business, right? Let me tell you, even when it comes to nonprofits, don't let the name fool you. The Red Cross care about nothing but being profitable. Nothing but having the ability to pay their CEO, keep their facilities going. They're not going to go out of business for you, even though it's a nonprofit designed to help you. They're not going to go under helping you Nah, They got employees to pay. They got to pay a lease. They got to pay for stuff and, and have systems and processes and they need liquid cash to do things. They're not going to go out of business helping you. They want you to feel that way, but they're not. Go Google what their CEO makes. I'll let you do that. Anybody want to post that amount? Let me know. Post post what the CEO of the Red Cross makes. It's going to blow you away. Um, So go look into that. That's why I don't when you work with nonprofits, um, when you work with nonprofits and they try to shortchange you based off what they you know, well, we just we're doing it for the kittens. I don't give a damn about them kittens. Cut my check. I want to help the kittens, too, but I'm going to help them with you cutting the check. So. It is. I mean, they'll try to work you if you don't understand, but it is what it is. You got to know better. That's why I'm here to help you. So the thing is becoming profitable, being profitable. You got to find new ways to be profitable. The old way to be profitable was eyeballing a job and then spitting out a price for that job that hopefully left you enough room after cost to make some money. That's the old way. That's tradition. That's how your uncle and them did it. That's how Pitcher Man in the club, pitcher man, I cost me two, three dollars a picture, but if I sell them for five, I get to make money. That's what the old pitcher man, you know, would do. You ain't the old pitcher man. You, 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 you got a whole business. We're doing something completely different. Goodwill Salvation Army 2, CEO makes $1.7 million. So Red Cross CEO makes six hundred and ninety four thousand dollars. I think it make more than that. Six hundred thousand in 2016 asking you to send in your money. Just go ahead and think about that for a minute. Just just go ahead. and You know, all my gold members waiting to get in the room. Give me a second. I'm gonna let you in in a few seconds. When you start looking at business, when you start pulling the curtain back and you start understanding how business work, you'll start to realize these things because a lot of stuff you don't know, but it hasn't been presented to you for a reason. Here we go. He said, I'm down the rabbit hole. Now, goodwill CEO and owner making two, he made profits 2.3 million. I think that's what they paid him. I think that well, somebody's one of those CEOs are making like millions of dollars. No joke. Yes. Those are things you got to think about media. Smith just posted a link. Check that link out. If y'all can the highest paid CEOs. Yeah. So look into that. Think about it. That's what I want you to think about. Those are things you need to be, you got to know as you decide to go in business and got to be smart about. So how do we become profitable as video production companies? How do we change and be innovative on how we are profitable? It, It, it's just every every company understands that they need to remain innovative on profitability, right? The way I, uh, iTunes or Apple Music went from selling $99 songs or $10 albums that you can download to a subscription is though, is them being innovative with how they're profitable. With Photoshop going from being $3,000 to $35 a month. They're innovating how they become profitable subscriptions. And that's something I talk about big time. Not there. Not there. Wait here. Subscription pricing here. Those are two places I'm punching you in the throat, trying to help you understand how to how to be innovative with your pricing. Subscriptions is the is the future. Period. So you need to be ready for that because clients need more than one video. They need four videos a week for the rest of the year. If you sell them one video, yeah, you may have made 10,000, but you probably left 200 on the table. So enjoy your 10 because it's going to run out. You probably left 200,000 that year on the table with that company because you went in and just tried to get it one time. You got to think different. You got to get out of the old, uh, you know. You got to get out of the, out of the old mindset. So, there you go. Um, the nonprofit discount. Sick of hearing that they want you to do it for free ninety nine. Absolutely. That's why I don't. That's why I don't. How is How is the symphony orchestra a nonprofit? Oh, you want you, you want to go down the rabbit hole? Here you go. How is the NFL a non-profit? Google that. Where's my button for that? No, that's not it. Perfect. That's one, one of these. You get it. Bruh. <laughs> How is the NFL a non-profit? Y'all want to ask some questions. Look into that. I'm joking. Um, so I'll let you go down that, uh, I'll let y'all go down that rabbit hole in your own time, but it's a lot of companies that's working it. It's working it. Um, stock videos. I like, I like that. Visual says some of my stock videos have sold multiple times and it's money coming in over and over again. Stock videos is a great way to be innovative and be profitable using content. That's a, that's a really good way. I tell people all the time and here, I mean, uh, I'm going to keep doing this because we got it. In the contract pack, when you do video production, guess what? It says that we can use this footage for stock footage. In that contract, it says we own the footage and we can sell it to stock footage sites. That's something you need to have in your contracts because the client can find it and be like, yo. The X-Files, I was looking for the X-Files sound effect. I don't know what I did with it. Is Bruh. I don't know. Here we go. There we go. So you, those are things that um, just ways to be innovative with content, with content. I've I've had it where we've hosted um, podcasts for companies, right? We, we will pay a subscription fee. We'd host it. Now, even though we would host it on something like Anchor, that's free. But we'd host it included in the price to record the podcast. And then the ad revenue becomes ours. There you go. I was working out a deal with, it, with an NBA player to shoot his video in exchange. I just wanted his ad revenue. He had to pay me nothing. I wanted all of his ad revenue because I understood that his likeness, he was, a, he was a star. He was a beast stepping on the court. He was a monster, probably top 10 player in the league. I understood that the ad revenue would generate money quickly. The ad revenue would be six figures in six months. So I was willing to eat the cost for six months. Um, to do it, but we had problems with, um, we had problems with the NBA allowing us to shoot in certain areas and it just wasn't worth it. Just wasn't worth it. Good call on the contract. People would buy, uh, weddings as such and five second clips. Yeah. I, listen, I know y'all seen the story about the the, the the photographer. If you haven't, there's a story going around about a photographer Who um, about a photographer who deleted the pictures mid-wedding because the wedding, the bride and groom wouldn't feed him. I told you this happens off way more than you think. I thought I was just making it up. It happens way more than you think. And it happens to me, it happened to me to the point where I put the fact that I put the food in the contract. People thought I was just being weird and hungry. No, a lot of times, Brides, brides and grooms expect you to be there from seven in the morning to two a.m., and they expect you to not eat. That is how. That is one of the reasons that right there, other side, that got started because I wasn't having it. And not only that, let me tell you what else is in the contract because there's some, there's some, a lot of stuff. But when it comes to wedding photography, not only that, not only the fact that you have to feed us, but the time in which you feed us is important. And a lot of people who haven't shot weddings may not understand this, that you need to feed me and my staff immediately after you feed the bride and groom, before you get to anybody else that's even in the party. Let me explain why this comes from experience. All my experience, wedding photographers will get it in two seconds. When you if you feed me after you feed everybody else, by the time I get my food, the bride and groom is done. They're around walking and talking. That mean, I'm woofing down a f- to food, trying to get back and capture pictures. The only time during the wedding where I don't take a lot of pictures is when people was like this. When people are eating, that's the only time you get not to take pictures. So if I get my food right after the bride and groom, I'm usually done when they are. And I'm eating during the time that I won't be taking pictures because everybody's eating. But if you give me my food after everybody's food, the bride and groom done, they around talking to people, they in the photo booth, they having fun. I'm wolfing down food, getting heartburn, trying to get back to take pictures of the bride and groom that's out greeting people now. So not only do I need to eat, there is a time in which I need to eat. That just comes from experience. All of the contracts are set up clauses like that that were taken from real life experiences and you know it wasn't just me it was other photographers we did polls and questionnaires and got stuff from other people so that's why contracts are huge contracts are a big deal super big deal so check those out you get time um good questions popped up um footage is like a bank account let me see Ty, I'm shooting a free promo for up and coming sports star who's getting a lot of attention online. How can I make the most of it? Unless you have a ongoing, like unless you have the ability to create ongoing video, it's going to be difficult getting it off just one. You can use their likeness in your demo reel. It will help you and your website. That's a probably that's probably the only place where it'll you can get something off of like an instant one time shoot. It's almost like an endorsement deal a little bit. You know what I mean? It's almost like an endorsement deal. If you go to my website Flash Film Media, you'll see football players, you'll see stars, you'll see presidents. Just having that there sets me apart from other people. And and it can do the same for you. It's called brand association. Unless you get caught up with something like, you know, you got you work with a star and something like OJ or something happen where it's it could tarnish your brand, then you got to go pull it. You got to go pull it. So think about that. So again, number five is is ways to be profitable, right? You want to make sure you're profitable in the right ways, depending on what your niche is and what you're delivering. You want to make sure you find profitability in doing Instagram versions of the video, Snapchat versions of the video, TikTok versions of the video, YouTube versions of the video. It's up to you, to research the difference in video that they ask for, I know what bit rate TikTok work with, what uh, what what the framing is, what resolutions that they want. I know the resolution and bit rate that Facebook wants. I know the maximum bit rate and resolution for YouTube, and th- that's something that I can create something for each. I can create, I can take the same video and make different versions for each platform. But I'm a charge for that. And there is profitability in that. You couldn't have got that 20 years ago, 10 years ago, probably not even three years ago. So understanding the importance of adding a QR code going through the pandemic, it kind of pushed everybody into learning how to work QR codes and scanning them. Even grandma got to go to the restaurant and scan it. Now, QR codes are profitable. So if I add a QR code to your video. That's an upsell. That's an add on. That's in, that's an innovative way to be profitable. That wasn't there three years ago. Those are things you need to think about as you approach your client, as you look to survive in this industry. So make sure that um, make sure that you understand that. Did you use a specific legal agency to help develop your contracts that you recommend? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We built them from the ground up. I literally, I literally saved up, went to different, uh, went to, uh, my, my lawyers and I said, these are the different problems that I'm having. Write me something to prevent me from having these. He was like, say no more chief. I got you chief. He didn't say that, but you know what he said? So absolutely. Um, Premiere has uh, export presets for most common social medias. You're absolutely right. And that's why it's so profitable for you and your client can pay for it. For you, it's just a button. You know that your client don't know that. You know that you can hit a button and then export and put it in the right uh, resolution, whether it's vertical or, you know, landscape. You know that they don't know that. Very simple. Just like your dealership can unlock features in your car with a software update, they're like, hey, if you just plug your USB cable in here and click yes. Bam! Now you got navigation, but you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that can be upsells that cost you nothing, and can be an extra two, three, five hundred dollars per video. Now you know. So find a find a way to make it profitable. Add it to your upsells. Add it to the portion of of your sales where clients have the ability to do it so you know it's all about uh it's all about understanding that understanding what's you know what's coming what's here and it's all about making sure you're doing what you have to do to take advantage of that so we got every we got our gold members i'm about to go to our gold member section waiting for you guys to jump in um let's go wait for y'all video start popping. We're gonna uh wait for a few people to jump in on my gold members who jumping in that thing real quick. We'll let y'all uh give y'all a few seconds to get y'all cameras on. I just start letting people in. But those are five things that you need to that you need to know when you um those are five things that you need to know when you go in this industry. Very important. When you when you're going in this industry, when you're trying to prepare for um we're I mean, trying to be innovative. You don't want to be a traditionalist in an industry that is a computer-based industry. This industry on, is moving uh, with uh, all other I'm technology. All members. So make sure you guys, uh, uh, your your microphones ain't turned up. We got a few seconds to get y'all cameras on. I just because uh, I hear, uh, yeah, I hear somebody. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and switch over to that view. Where's my button at? Boom, and then we're gonna uh, we're just gonna go ahead and. That's that's really not that's really not what I was trying to do. Uh, you know, what I'm saying that's what I was trying to do bang. We we'll go ahead and do that. How y'all doing today? Everybody on? Everybody can hear me? Okay, what's going on? How y'all feeling? Feeling
1: I'm good. I'm good. Perfect. Doing great
2: perfect perfect
1: Scott's got a new addition to the film so
2: (laughs) yes I do oh yeah for those who don't know when we go uh when we go off air and we go to what's called after hours we talk about all kind of good stuff and uh I'm not gonna I'm not Yeah. we I'll just leave it at that we talk about all kind of good stuff we don't want to get nobody in trouble we don't want to tell them nobody we don't want to tell share the good news should we share the good news with them we don't, I don't know if they need to know about all that they they they're not in the in crowd they don't get the save them. it for the after party. We'll save it for the after party. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We'll save it for the after party this time. Everybody's coming in. So let's talk about let's talk about um you know, let's talk about innovation versus tradition. Do you guys have anything that's been brought to your attention just being in the business and growing and learning That was completely different a little bit ago that's kind of changed since you guys have been, um, you know, working hard in the industry. Y'all went quiet on me. They're like, no, we just... I'm
3: probably going to sit fairly quiet for most of this just because I'm really new getting into this. Um, So just sort of new to the community, new to getting into all of this. And I really just want, I guess, hear as much as possible, learn as much as possible from you guys because... It's awesome just to be on a call with you alone, Tyler, let learn everyone else here. Well,
2: hey, I appreciate you being on, man. I love it. I love it. So
4: speaking of new innovations, we okay. got two new of those, um, oh, those F2s, and we just got done to the shoot today. And used I'd like them. Like them. The last, oh, my God. Like my partner, when we were walking into the studio this evening, mm-hmm. he was like, um, I really like those. We need more of those. Like, we already <laughs> got two. <laughs>
5: it's crazy <laughs> to plug that mic in and not set a level
4: yeah we just we literally it was like we plugged it in hit record put it on hold and we it was funny we'd find a speaker like 15 minutes before just so we wouldn't have to hunt them down put it on hold get them all mic'd up and they're like we're just go do your thing whatever because i mean recording audio who the heck cares i mean right you throw like a 64 gig card in there he could be walking around all day All we we tell them is just don't be sharing any like secret secrets because it's being recorded. (laughs) Yeah. so
5: Those get a little awkward when you're editing aren't they i've had a few where it's like oh i didn't need to hear that <laughs> some <laughs> oh, wedding gotta stuff tell him,
6: gotta tell them yo you ain't on a run maybe you don't, if
7: you want to run and you know it's a reward out for you don't say it because i'm a snitch and get that money <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm turning in all video yeah, yeah
7: yeah i've i've had
2: just the craziest experience with Um, just live mics, just listening on the camera. And then they just go on doing their thing, talking. And I've done, like, government events. So I'm like, man, uh, TMZ would love that.
4: (laughs) That's exactly what we were just doing, was all, like, representatives and senators and politicians. And it was all these people, all these important folk. And I'm like, that's why I was telling them. Don't be going off, sitting down and having, like, secret conversations. Yeah. I, we've mic'd you up and it's recording
5: do you tell them how to turn it off in case they need to go to the restroom or something no
4: i don't want them touching it
5: <laughs> leave right. it alone right.
4: I, we oh, had man. one guy that gave it back <laughs> and it was off and i was like oh my god josh plug this in download it please just we got to figure this out i cannot lose the audio for this he's like oh no they he looked at it and in Pulled it down. He's like, no, it looks like you just shut it off. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't <laughs> get that back. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, there's a certain yeah. amount of discretion being an editor when you're going through that audio. So you just have to
7: yeah, be quiet.
5: I, shut the hell up. I, I, oh. myself- I was talking
7: about weddings. When I used when we were doing weddings, I heard all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> man, I, <laughs> I captured all kinds of stuff for weddings. <laughs>
2: I captured all kinds of stuff for weddings. It was just like, "Are you sure Are you' getting married? You ready for this?" All <laughs> right, because it was yeah, it was it was all kind of. I, I, trust me, I I just capturing stuff, with just working like around government officials or like CEOs. I'm I'm like TMZ. How much do y'all pay for this? I need to know if I if it's enough for me to just get away for a while. Like, we you need to just you know, but they they didn't want to, so that's the reason certain things didn't leak. But uh,
4: But it's always innovating in this industry. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I came from, as you know, IT, and that's always, you know, changing. And this, I think I almost find this as exciting because it's always changing. And I'm on here already, (laughs) I'm already spending the check time. Mm -hmm. So I'm on here on Amazon researching like, oh man, we don't (laughs) have that. That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. That'd make life easier. Yep. Really? I, I really need a heated jacket too now.
2: The heated and, uh, vest is on my list. The heated vest is on my is on my to
4: do list. Why do you need a heated list? You're in Texas. I'm in Texas. Texas, man. It gets cold in the winter I'm in Northern time. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm. Hey, when you. When you yeah, now don't you know?
2: Let's go get the wood chipper. <laughs> when you when you come from Michigan and you get and you move down and you get acclimated to like Texas heat, when it gets cold, man, it gets cold. It'll get about thirty. We get about thirty.
4: Here. That's right. You're a Detroit yeah. boy. Too. Yeah, I'm
2: used to what like I'm used to twenty below before the windshield. But when you go down to the south and you get accustomed to a new way of living, to just warm ten months, nine months out of the year, it's hard adjusting. When that first cold weather blow in, like I don't even really shoot home. you down
4: on a leaded heated jacket. Yeah, do that, do that. You yeah. did wear that of every place you're
2: going. Yeah, let me let me get that. I got some good. Uh, <laughs> this is why you all want to make sure you have gaffers tape in the van. You can just cover up anything with it. Okay, <laughs> gaffers tape has a million uses. It's it's perfect. And yeah, they're you, proud of
5: that tape, though. I'll tell you that
4: much.
2: And get you a sticker, and boom, right on yeah. top, recycling.
4: What do you? What is it? Like ten bucks a
5: foot. Yes. No. Yeah. So it's expensive. It's
2: expensive. Without the ruler. But you it's know. You know what's more expensive? Pulling off paint on a client's wall <laughs> is more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Using duct tape. So yeah. um, I learned that listening in my own house. <laughs> yeah. Get you some gaffers tape, y'all. It's expensive. Buy in the bulk from Amazon. Cause the minute you pull back some tape and you notice the paint chips on it, you're gonna and the client over you like, hey, how's it going? You don't want them. Problems. Nothing to see here. No, right. Nothing to see here. <laughs> that, but that's why I keep some painter's tape with me, too. <laughs> that painter's tape is good. Painter's tape is good. It's just hard holding down like cables and stuff. Gaffer's tape, it felt like it sticked to everything carpet, everything. Mm-hmm. Mark, Marcus C, he got my back. He said he feel the same way being from Michigan. You, if you've been in Vegas for 12 years, you get acclimated to the heat and then you forget what it's like to be in that cold weather. I don't even. I remember I went home to Detroit in February. And I didn't pack a big enough coat. I don't. I just, It's been a while. So the moment I stepped off the plane, and you know the gap between the, what's the thing that connect the plane to the uh like the the runway oh, like the, the tunnel the, man, the tunnel. tunnel it was a yeah. gap right there. And when I say the cold wind like just slapped me in the face, <laughs> like yeah, I <gasps> got you.
3: boy, I was
2: like. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, I'm getting back on this plane. I was like, I forgot all about <laughs> this. I don't want these problems at all. And it was, yeah, it was rough. It was a rough, uh, it was a rough time, but.
5: So here's a little trick I've done with gaffer's tape is okay. um, start peeling it off and re-rolling it onto itself. And then you can take those little tiny rolls and put them in all your different camera bags. Um, so you have a little bit wherever you go. So you don't have the giant roll of it, um, but you can make little sub rolls. It doesn't hurt it to, peel it off and then re-stick it to itself that's so a, you can have little little tiny rolls of that everywhere
2: that's a good idea we used to also um on whenever we had like camera bags or anything or we would also put put some unhook the uh the strap and put it through the uh gaffer so you always got some with you but i just keep a ton in the van i buy it by like the cart and it just it's one of the things that stays in the van
1: uh-huh.
2: i i it just you know somebody would be like this guy's crazy He got c-stands and tape and plastic and all kind of stuff they're like this is weird but it's your van man you got to keep your van right you know what i'm saying um and you know in the upcoming module three talks a lot about vans whole lot about vans what you need in it how to make sure
5: you're not getting sued i need that module now i'm looking at a van
2: it's coming it's yeah i mean it's the van is in the plan for next year. The van is, you can be a target. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can tell you by experience, Uh, when you're on the freeway and you're driving, just think about this. I know I tell you guys to build brand and make sure that the company looks good, but also while you're on the freeway and everybody's driving next to you, they're passing all these signs that say, we'll sue truckers and we'll get a million dollars. You get hit by a company, and you're going to get you a million dollars. Guess who's that company now they're looking at? You. You're that company now. You are that target if we'll sue you and get a trillion dollars. They, they, I've had a lady literally drive next to me and I seen her look up at the billboard and she looked over <laughs> at me and just started coming into my lane. I was like, lady, you going to catch these hands. So, yeah, it was. You said you've
6: got a camera in the front and back, I, I right?
2: I do. That's why I have a camera in the front and back. To, yeah. Because I've had situations where. You know, you tap somebody bumper and they get out in a wheelchair. They just jacked up like, yo, I can't see nothing like you you smashed. your. So all of that stuff you need film to protect yourself because they'll be in court trying to get set up for life. Life. Remember, I'm in a country where uh, somebody, uh, you know, they sued because the coffee was too hot. So you got to protect yourself as a company. That was here. That was that was here. That was you. That was you. That was say not me oh, but okay. um, oh, yeah. that's how you got that camera with that oh. 0.95 uh f0.95 oh, 9, blur
1: lens. dude it's it's, it's a <laughs> zoom y'all know stop playing y'all need to stop but no yeah <laughs> I, okay that uh i believe it was uh i got to verify what Valerie that but i
6: know she's <laughs> alex
5: wait what <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: lies, every time I open my mouth, Alex or somebody's got to be making jokes. Both the Alex,
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet. So y'all, put throw punch. Just for the throw punch. Y'all still keep them.
4: We hey, we actually were hey, looking guys. at a uh, double axle, double axle um, trailer, enclosed trailer. Y'all want to have a whole dressing room in that thing. But you've
7: got to have like the broadcast studio in yeah, the back of the yeah. trailer, right?
4: absolutely oh, slowly. We, we yeah. want something a little bigger because. My partner's got a truck and I got the Escalade and we've got, I've got another, we've got vehicles we can just tow stuff around with, but we got to get those hitch covers oh, when it's right. not hooked up because yeah. people will roll up yep. with a smaller ball or something and just hook up and take off.
2: They'll roll so up and roll they out. Make
4: a, and they've got a cover that actually you can cover that. So and lock it. And then they can't just take it. So, yeah. but they can, um, we're looking at getting one built out with a, um, an actual station in there and um, have it all wired up so we can throw a generator outside and turn it on and actually run a whole little kind of on-the-go studio. But, I mean, it's obviously we're not shooting inside of it, but we'll, we'll have a bench and everything else is the plan.
6: Even, um, you know, it's funny. Um, obviously, you know, Ty's done it. You know, you know, we we he's led the way, so we, we know which way we want to go with things. And it's so funny because you just get some people who are just so ignorant sometimes on this YouTube. And I, I, I'm not sure which one you did about a truck on YouTube, but then some moron says, Yeah, the fastest way to get robbed is to put your name on the outside of your truck. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, what's wrong with this dude, man? Where did he live? You know, at? Yeah. <laughs> listen, I can understand what he's saying if, if you're like basically leaving. You know, your camera, and all your gear in the yeah. truck and it's got windows. I get it. But, you know, they're supposed he's not, you not he's not thinking from a business perspective.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah.
6: And I know you take your cameras out at night. Absolutely. You, maybe you're going to leave light stands in there. You might. I mean, you're going to leave stuff that if it gets stolen, it's, C- it's easily replaceable. C stands and sandbags.
2: C stands, and yeah. That's about some light diffusers, you know. Some, Might be valuable to a crackhead, but yeah, they wouldn't even know what to do with it. They would just make a house yeah. out of it. They, you can't. They don't even know who to sell it to. Like you take a C stand to the average person. I'm like, what you want me to do with this? I'm like C stands and sandbags. Like that's about it.
6: <laughs> My old boss was into you know nose candy. He he took he used to take. We'd bring copper back from uh our, you know oh. the jobs mm-hmm. and he would go into the bin and take the copper and go to these yards to sell it. And one day I rolled up on him stealing and he flipped out. What are you doing back here? I'm like, I needed to get some supplies. Fire you. He's like, get out of here. And then he sends a text. He says, the next guy that comes back to this garage without talking to me first and sending a text message, you're getting suspended for a week. And I didn't know what was the big, like, why was he so upset? My man was taking the copper from the phone company, man, and going to the copper store, you know, the the those metal yards, scrap yards, give money for cocaine. Wow! Crazy life. That's the that's the, <laughs> the things you learn on Flash film Academy.
2: Always check <laughs> on your boss when he's back in the cop, get copper getting <laughs> copper, because you never know what he's going <laughs> you never know what he's going to do.
5: <laughs>
2: now you know, and no one's have to battle. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. I've I've seen just I've seen just some of the craziest stuff. I've seen some of the craziest stuff you you would be just shocked at in the military, out the military, probably I've seen some crazy stuff. I'll just leave it at that. I have a whole, I uh, <laughs> uh, will have a whole section dedicated to just the craziest stuff. In fact, we got an area in the community where I'm going to
7: start posting more about just crazy stuff I've run into. On yeah, the- <laughs> one time I saw this, this crazy joint on the live street. This dude, he had this like green screen strapped to the back of a chair I'm okay so, the, so seen nothing like you man let
2: me, okay so for those of you let me <laughs> let me set this up for you because a lot of people don't know when we go to after hours we it's 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 Move. it's 100 like eddie murphy raw like it's just it's everything goes and uh Alex uh Oops. he demonstrated some new stuff that he bought <laughs> that he
6: had bought <laughs> some new gadgets. This was the first time I unboxed it. This yeah, is my unboxing. He, he unboxed so it I don't for know him. what I'm dealing with. I understand that. It's not like I thought this was a good idea first and then I'm telling everybody how great it is. I'm unboxed it in front of them. So that's all I want to say. It was I...
2: hilarious cuz it was
6: <laughs> Do you still got it? Or did you send him no, back? No, I sent that right back. It seems after the laughter died down. Since the I died down, I got the return. Oh
2: man, lady. it was the it was the, it was like a green screen, like like it was designed to connect to your chair, but like put like a circle around the back. So it, it, in my situation, it would have covered this whole circle, and then you can just green screen out like whatever. But it was hilarious. It, it looked was, like a Victoria's Secret angel, man. It did. It, was, it looked <laughs> like yeah. It, it was just the, the beard. Eye. Yeah, it was with the beard. It looked like. Yeah. <laughs> A, it looked like a Bumblebee costume with the wings behind you. It was just, it was hilarious. And I, I and it was just one of them things where you had to be there. If you would have seen it, you would have died laughing. It was, yeah, it was funny. But yeah, do you know, hey, uh, you know, we all done bought something that we thought was gonna be dope, and just it wasn't. Like it was just, you know, I didn't got all kind of stuff from newer that I you know thought what? was gonna be excellent. That way. I'm
6: happy it happened in front of a group of my peers <laughs> and in front of a client, because I <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten the deal if <laughs> they if, if they we went on a Zoom call and they saw that behind me, they would think I was into some kind of voodoo or something. I don't know, but
2: absolutely been
6: a problem. It was hilarious. So bought-
2: <laughs> we laughed all night. No.
6: By the way, I don't know if you talked about it. If I missed it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on that uh, new Ronin uh, uh, the DJI Cinema Camera. Oh, okay, so
2: we we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, t- I talked about it um, a little bit, but we can dive into it. For those of you who don't know, it's called the Ronin 4D, right? Um, and I like it. There's some things I like about it. I don't. I, I want to tell you that I'm not going to go buy it. Um, but there's some things that I do like about it. One, I like the camera quality. It's full frame. Um, it's 6K and 8K. They have a 6K version and an 8K version. Um, I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. I like the fact that you can put whatever mount, because one thing off rip that I was like, nah, I'm not doing it because I don't, I don't want to use DJI's camera mounts is you can add your own mount (coughs) to it because it's mirrorless. You can add E-mount. Um you can add like amounts, you can add they haven't announced Canon, but they said that Canon mounts is coming. Um so you can do a few things with it. The the image quality is great. It's 14 plus stops to dynamic range. Um I think it's 6k up to I want to okay. say it's 6k up to like 75 frames per second or 120 frames per second. Something like that. You get ProRes Raw, ProRes, all of all the flavors of ProRes. Um, it's a it's a dope device. I really like it. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but I understand why. It's really innovative. Okay. It's going for seventy one nine for the uh, four K. I'm sorry for the six K and eleven five for the eight K. Um.
4: eight you
2: know, K. Some people, hey, some people, six K 8 K seventy five,
4: eight K 120.
2: Yeah, I think it's I don't know if you nice, okay. but I, you know, again, I don't. If I was doing, like, documentary, a lot of Running gun, I would be open to it. Um, it's From what I hear, it's super heavy. All of the YouTubers who just happen to have a copy of it the day it launches, uh, all of those guys who just got to, they all got to, you can't even buy it right now if you wanted to. You can only, like, pre-order it or whatever. Um, all of those guys, you can only reserve it right now, but they all got it. And they had it it's long time. It's all long heavy for video. those
4: YouTubers cuz all they ever do is test out somebody else's game. Right. Yeah, they
2: so they're talking minutes. about it's heavy. It's really heavy. Ask,
4: ask them the last project they went on.
2: Absolutely. You it's, do got to Yeah, you
6: got to tell me what the deal is with the For example, I told you me and Armando Ferreira had a run-in cuz he got disrespectful. Like he asked everybody to give their opinion on something. <laughs> so I waited and said, "I don't think it's a fair comparison between two cameras." And he just dismissed what I said, like, "Oh, that's just silly." And I was like, "Yo, you're not com- You're not getting off on of me like that, man." And I started calling him out and shouting him out in front of people, like, "Listen, I, I use my camera to eat. What about you, influencer?" And I started like getting in on him. And he's like, "Dude, I'm not an influencer. I don't like the whole, you know, southern SoCal kind of." Meet me at shit. And I'm like, "Listen, man." <laughs> so I, I kind of went back and forth. But the bottom line is. It's incredible. He has a copy of it today as well, along with Chris Jalapeo and all those other guys. So don't tell me that you do this for a living. You shoot with your camera to eat, and you have yeah. it before everybody else does. I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, I don't. maybe
2: I don't have enough subscribers, what they call me. I, I only get stuff like cheap lights. Like, they send me every little bitty 4-inch LED light in the world from companies I never heard of. I'm thinking you got to get 200,000 subscribers or something. I don't know. Um, but I never really see them in real world uses. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I was sent something, I can take it on a job and be like, okay, well, this is how I feel about it. And usually when people send me stuff, cause I get a little cheap stuff every now and then I'm, I'm not quick to be like, well, here's a review. I need to use it in real life. Like I need to put it to the test and tell you whether or not it's worth adding to your business. Like as a business, is this investment worth it? But a lot of these cats, they're just chasing people on skateboards with them. Like they're just out playing around with them. And I need a little bit more information than that to make a $7,000 purchase. It's just that we got a lot of people who think that the gear makes the business and they are willing to buy it because somebody on YouTube says it's dope. Um, And they're not. These review companies
7: hate me. I take months to do reviews. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I I just, I need to put it through a real real world. Like nobody talked about battery life on this thing. Like, come on. Like, are y'all really... Like nobody talked yeah. about battery life. Nobody, not one person. They had it long enough to run down the battery. Right. I'm just like, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody talked about that. Uh, nobody talked about the quality yeah, of the was, built-in uh, ND
3: filter. I think shit. It was full-time filmmaker made a comment on it being uh, just over two hours. Yeah.
2: Oh, really? That. that.
3: Yeah. So with the whole human and the camera itself about two 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 hours two hours. Oh, I didn't even know he got
2: one. Everybody I seen like everybody got one.
3: Yeah, and they were running around on skateboards.
2: Oh, they on skateboards. I seen like three. <laughs> <laughs> I seen like three of them on skateboards and I was like, I'm done. If they're
4: not on skateboards, they're on the one wheel. The one wheel, <laughs> yeah. It was
6: one wheels and skateboards, and I'm like, man, like I, Yeah, I will say it is pretty dope that they made a camera. That you can literally run. It's like a steady Steadicam. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty yeah. cool because, it you know, let's just say you, you went and got a cinema camera like an FX6. You still have to put that on a gimbal. Right. But if you get something like this, you literally, I mean, and especially if you interchange your lenses. Yeah. I can see a lot of great uses if you can justify it because of the type of business you're in. Absolutely. What you're doing. I could, you know, if if you did
2: a lot but. of car videos to mount it to a car if, if there, I think there are some great uses for it. Um, I think none of them said no, nobody really showed, hey, if this is your niche, then you, this is all for you. Yeah. I, and, and, and the problem right now is gimbal companies has done have done a great job making everybody think they need super smooth footage with everything all the time. Like, gimbal yeah. companies have made everybody feel like every a majority of what I shoot is on a tripod. I'm using a gimbal to grab some B-roll. I'm not using a gimbal all the time to follow clients walking through where, you know what I'm saying? Like, I usually, if it's outdoor or it's big enough, I'm pulling out a drone. My drone is my gimbal most of the time because it's so smooth and I can go all kind of places. My gimbal, I, I just don't use it as much as i thought i would when and i've had i had the original ronin the big i used to carry that big old case man i bought that thing and it was probably like eight thousand dollars and i probably used it three times
7: so i'm trying to convince one of my freelancers right now to shoot more handheld yeah when i bring him to shoot b-roll almost every time he as soon as he gets there he starts pulling out the gimbal i'm like yo bro i just want you to get started shooting
2: because you don't got 42 (laughs) minutes for them to bust out the gimbal and weigh it and you know and if you don't have multiple cameras if you don't have multiple cameras you shouldn't even have a gimbal because you don't got time to be popping off like I got I have to set up a camera that's specifically for the gimbal to get it all steady and and straight put it in the back of the truck cool we film it with this when we need to go get some B-roll shots we're moving we gonna grab that and go but I just you know and I'm gonna be honest with you the camera that's changed everything for me it's like the Osmo Pocket because it's a little camera on the gimbal and I can grab some really quick B-roll shots with it and blend it with the A7S and you will never know. You will If, it, if we have a lot of lighting. Now, if we get in dark areas, it's completely different. But I can blend DJI Pocket 2 footage so well with A7S 3 footage. You will have no idea.
7: It's I've really seen some bad. really good um, Osmo Pocket concert footage that you never would have thought somebody shot with the Osmo Pocket. I love the Osmo Pocket.
6: That's also really good for you always talk about behind the scenes. Capture that when you're on on set so people know that you're actually doing this stuff. So that Osmo Pocket is perfect for that. I wish I was able I know your advice is if you can't afford one camera, you can't afford two. But I I actually, I wasn't able to get two, but I want to pick it up the FX3. Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, my next my next job or my next whatever jobs pay for it, I'm going to get that second one. Yeah, but de- definitely. from on that one. There's also
5: something to be said for shoulder mount or handheld shots when you're doing interviews, because that little bit of camera motion makes the viewer of the video feel like they're there if they're just watching a lockdown shot, either on a tripod or a gimbal. They're a little bit detached from it. They don't feel like it, but when they're sitting there and watching the person, you know, with that shoulder mount, just moving just a little bit, it puts them right there in the scene.
2: I've seen Always. like ESPN and stuff do interviews where they get a wide <laughs> lens or get it, and they get right up in you, like right there with you, like it's close. You're like, man, why are they so close? But it, the shot is so dope, you know. Or use a slider. You can get a slider for. You can get a motorized slider off Amazon for dirt cheap for. Yeah. A fraction of they used to be two, three thousand. They used to be eighteen, fifteen hundred. You get a motorized slider for three
1: hundred, four hundred,
2: four hundred bucks.
6: Yeah, I'm okay handheld if I'm staying still. But once I start moving parallax, it becomes Blair Witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you
2: got a good camera if you got a good camera with it, a walk oh, yeah. yeah, you gotta watch it work on your what they call it, a ninja walk and you gotta get some with a five access gimbal. Walk. And uh, yeah I
7: mean, I, use your canvas strap, bro, use the canvas strap, yeah
2: the good thing I it's like good. about the uh and we was talking about the uh the osmo for behind the scenes shots is you can hand it to anybody and they can film great stuff, like you can be like, here, point this at me, and they can just start and they you know the shots are are pretty dope, um, so I mean, I you know GoPro is kind of the same way I don't like the fish eye look of a GoPro. Not for professional use unless I have to and then you spend an all day getting that fisheye you know out of it and but you know that's just me I usually use I usually crop it in anyway and do a lin, a linear shot with my GoPro shooting at 2.7 k um that's just you know it's less fisheye so I like to do it that way but
4: we've got a, here a couple of question train on here that one and, unless they're gonna pay for it because we we charge if you're gonna we're gonna want if you want a gimbal shot, that's an upset. It. Absolutely. It's going to take 45 yep. minutes on average. It depends on who's setting it up. We can get it anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour to get it all balanced correctly. And then we're going to go to work, but you're going to pay for it. If we're going to use a gimbal,
2: I'm going to tell you how I, I, I position it on our uh, proposals is we have a study cam operator. You're going to pay for a study cam operator. That's an extra guy. Certain jobs require study cam operators to have them on site, it's an extra guy. We're gonna charge the fee we would charge for an extra guy. It's an upsell to add an extra guy on. Brandon, I know you had a question. Oh my bad.
3: Yeah, I was just gonna say when it comes to uh, like the multi-cam setup, like you were just saying. I know you say that it's okay to have like a similar, say, camera to each other. With um, I think it's Sony's press conference tomorrow. They're meant to be doing the A7 Would you recommend going, say, two A7 or going one A7 one A7 Three, or what's I guess your yeah view on that?
2: I think if long as you're in the same camera family, as long as every camera can shoot S-Log 1, you're fine. You can go as low as A6500, you know, and as high as, you know, Sony Alpha 1. As long as you can get them all within the same log, then you're fine. Because you can apply, most most cases, you can apply the same look. Preferably, if you can get all 10-bit S-Log... It's it'll be a lot easier than if you went ten bit s log and then eight bit s log. So
3: when I, you go with your when you go with your you're shooting s log one, pretty much always, are right? you? Regardless most times. Of whether it's say an A seven, so even with an A seven at eight bit, you're still doing s log one.
2: Correct. Correct. What I like to to be one of the
3: only YouTubers that says that.
2: What I like to do, um, even if I if I'm using s-log two or s-log three, I just make sure they're they're uniform. So like sometimes there's I like to use picture profile five. So I went and got EOS uh, HD. They have a um, it's a PDF that you download to wheel in your colors to be a little bit better than what Sony gives you, and you can create. picture profiles so i have like a special picture profile 5 which i'm currently using now and you can save that to your sd card and if you have the exact same model like two a7s3s you can pop it in a new one and just load it so if i go to picture profile 5 on both cameras in the and the, uh, I have them locked in on a white balance, they produce the exact same image. And it's not a log image, it's more of a finished image that I can go straight into post with. So for a lot of jobs, I'm doing that unless I'm on something high end where dynamic range is crazy important and I need to um, shoot an S-Log2 or S-Log3 or um, the client requests HDR. But remember, HDR should be an upsell.
3: I guess that didn't tell me the question I was gonna ask, which is like, yeah, so you'll you'll pitch your profile as you go through uh, EOS H D. Yeah.
2: They they have um it's called Pro Color. I have to look it up. It's called Pro Color. Um and they have uh it's called Pro Color 5 for all Sonys. And what they do is they'll they they'll you buy it It's like $24.99, they give you a PDF and they have you walk through the settings to change certain color. That's the good thing about the Sony's is you can really go in and dial everything in. It'll allow you to change um certain things in color profiles to get better colors, better skin tones, uh better highlight roll-off, little things like that. Um so I I I bought that and I usually buy it for all my cameras whenever they they usually come out with one every so every like five or six cameras. MediaSmith just posted a link in the comments if you guys are interested. Uh, S-Log 1 or S-Log 2, is it better for 8-bit cameras? S-Log 3 for 10-bit? If you're mixing cameras that 8-bit and 10-bit, go to S-Log 2, picture profile 7. I agree with that. Yeah. S-Log 2 is, is probably my... I kind of like S-Log 2 more than S-Log 3, to be honest with you, but that's just... Yeah. It's, it's really it's selective. Yeah.
6: You ever, yeah. You ever use uh, Senatone? I, I kind of like that when you don't want to have to color grade. Yeah, yeah All yeah. you have to really do is adjust the exposure and contrast with Senatone. It's like straight like, out of camera.
2: I like Cinatone, but if you get the EOS up, uh, Pro Color, it'll make it even better. Wow. The Pro Color file. Will try help that you out. Tweak it. Yeah, it's only $24. It's a PDF file. They literally walk you through because it'll take you down to the bare settings where you're like, increase my magenta by two stops, lower my, you know what I'm saying, yellow by, and it'll have you set it up for each profile, and you can see a night and day difference in color. Like you can see, especially if they'll even give you one. If like if you like the Canon look, they'll even give you one where you can create a picture profile to replicate what Canon color, Canon cameras produce. That real orange. I like Canon
6: colors. Look. Yeah, Canon colors look. They look good. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a, a fanboy. If the, if the color is good. It looks. Oh, good. absolutely. I
2: love. I love <laughs> Canon colors. Big shout out to Canon colors. If they if they had a camera that I liked, I would highly consider it. Um, I just I feel like right now. Um, other than the uh, the uh, super, what is it? The X3 or the big one um, DX. Uh, other than that, I'm yeah. I'm just not interested in their lineup for now. I love their cinema cameras. I still say C200. It's one of my favorite cameras.
6: Yeah. Um, quick question. Um, just, go ahead. Okay. Just a quick question. If you yeah. somebody can send me a link, I, I'm thinking Jim probably would know. I I've been I'm, when I do interviews. Sometimes I do multi-camera interviews. I know how to go through Premiere. And how to make basically, you know, camera one, cam A, B, C. But I was trying to streamline it. And um, somebody told me about Pluralize. So they're like, why don't you just use Pluralize? It makes life easier. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I spent $300 in the software. I get Pluralize. And I don't know how to integrate it into Premiere to make it work for me. And I know there's got to be a way to do it. I just don't know how. So if somebody can just send me a link of because I've I can pull it into Premiere, but I don't know how to implement it and get my camera ABC, you know, the, my sequence settings. Right. So I don't know if anybody's familiar with it or knows how, but love some help. It's funny. Gonna have an,
2: we okay. talked about that a lot last week. Plurals Exactly. Um, we, we, we had a whole good conversation on it. I use it with Final Cut Pro. I'm not sure if it's a plug in that you need. I know it works with, with Premiere Pro. Uh,
5: I think Pro it's done order. outside of Premiere Pro. But, but doesn't it yeah. open it up?
2: Doesn't it? Because I know for XML. Final Cut, you, you oh, it's XML, so you have, it. you have to import it.
5: You have
4: to import the file. Don't just drag and, and drop it. I've done that. But then, then I don't know what to do. Once I pull it Double in there, click that's it. where I
6: get started.
4: Once you get it in there, it'll open up a sequence. And once that sequence is in there, double-click the sequence, and that'll throw it all on a sequence timeline by itself. If you don't, And then... Depending upon how you exported it, it'll include the camera audio and the audio that you synced it up with. So inside of there typically is when we'll, for us, we'll usually just keep that sequence and copy everything that we want to use and just drop that onto a timeline that we're working on. But I mean, it's a little different workflow, whatever works best for you on your workflow. but.
6: The only way I've ever known how to do it is to actually go into Premiere and literally, you know, do it through Premiere. But I know yeah. there's an easier way to do it and I spend money in this program I can't use, so I don't know.
4: Well we could I could possibly help you out with something or we could do something where or after hours I'll share my screen and show you.
2: Alex, do me a favor also in case someone else is going through that, make make that post in the community under editing. Okay. And then I'll try to address it, and we'll try to get other people who may have experience working with it to address it. Because I'm sure others Thanks. are going through that.
6: Yeah, whenever you do multi-camera angles, it
2: just – See, a final cut, you can just uh, drop it all in there, and then you can just – you see with cameras, you can just say – you can let it press play, and you can be like, camera one, camera two, camera one. Don't I'm,
4: worry. You can do that. I'm considering in getting
6: into wise. final cut, Ty. You know what it is? I'm really considering getting to Final Cut just to have a secondary, like more than one. But you got to learn a whole new language. I mean, you have to unlearn what you already know to learn something new.
2: I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's the case, I, I would say go to DaVinci Resolve.
4: DaVinci. Go to
2: yeah. DaVinci Resolve. Like, I'm the only
3: one that knows DaVinci and doesn't know Premiere. Yeah. I, I would, if, if really? I had to pick
2: one to learn, DaVinci is the one to learn, in my opinion. If I had to start from scratch, and I'm that's just because Final Cut is so easy. I'm just so used to it. Plus, I got stuff like. Keyboards, they got all the Final Cut stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm that guy. All my oh, shortcut But DaVinci, what is it? I know it's the newest
6: one, but what is it? What makes is it easy to learn? What is it about DaVinci that? Oh man! Before Jim jumping in, I know Jim got it. and
2: it's so easy to learn. Yes, I know Jim got a lot to say. When I'm finish chewing. He's eating something. Let me say. Um, um, it's <laughs> it's not the. I don't think it's the easiest. It is easy to learn. I think Final Cut is the easiest, but. I think DaVinci gives you so much more as far as a professional. It's free. it's free. One, it's free. Yeah, free. But I feel like it yeah. goes way deeper on the color side. It goes really deep. Mm-hmm. It just gives you more than surface level Final Cut Pro. And Premiere gives you as much. But when it comes to, like, color and stuff, it's not even close.
3: If you got 10-bit or 12-bit and you've
7: got DaVinci, Jesus. Yeah, good luck. Mm. Uh, yo, you want some crashes, yo? Gotta get that from me, son. You said when you want to crash. Oh, 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 oh. You said when, when you, you want them crash? You must be running on an apple. Honestly,
6: I haven't had any problems with crashing since I got this M1. Now, before that, I was scared. I think started. I'm like, oh, 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 no. Yeah. What's gonna happen that. now? I can, that. <laughs> I, to you, yeah. I, I can see. I just it. went through. I'm to see you, honey.
5: I can see. I just went through twenty. Go ahead. Sorry.
6: No, I think I we said.
5: I said, I just went through 25 hours of pain configuring computers with Adobe Premiere. Everything was working fine. And I had three three out of our four editing rigs um, had a weird message when it popped up. And there was a little bit of, you know of course, Googled it. And there was a few people that had it, mostly Apples. I could not get it to work. It had to do with not being able to initialize a CEP engine or something. Um, and Premiere would hang trying to boot, and After Effects would give this error. It turns out you had to make a new user profile, and then it worked. So it somehow corrupted itself on the user profile. I went in there, I was deleting registry keys, I was deleting Adobe settings, 25 hours troubleshooting that, and I finally ended up having to just use new user profiles, um, which of course, you, you have to delete the existing ones and then copy stuff over. It was a disaster, so I'm like, Man, I'm going to learn Da Vinci. I'm going to learn Da I'm going to learn Da Vinci. Just swearing it from here. Let ridiculous. me ask you a question:
2: Is this? Was this on? A, these, these are on Windows PCs, right? All on Windows PCs. Yeah yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
2: that's that's. And
5: and I've got a pretty good tech background. I I've owned software businesses for 20 years, and I know what I'm doing there. And uh, man, I was pulling my hair out. Mm. Yeah. So now
3: one question I do have with Resolve is because it doesn't have that massive, like, sort of plug-in data, like, database, does anyone know of any good plugins for Resolve, you know, since there are so many that are available? So, for other a
2: lot brands. of companies are jumping on the Resolve plugin in bandwagon right now. In fact, I've been contacted by about three that want me to work with them and do videos. Um, a lot of companies that are making content for Final Cut, they're starting to make content for DaVinci Resolve. So, it's coming... It's coming soon. Like, they're running over there. They're trying to develop stuff for it ASAP. And the good thing about DaVinci and Black Magic is they're notorious <laughs> for making the transition easy. Like, they're notorious for finding ways to say, okay, you can install a plug-in from these guys on our stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're very good at that. Like, one of the things they did, if you're having a hard time learning DaVinci Resolve, make sure you go in and change the keyboard shortcuts to whatever application you've been using. Because I use Final Cut um, keyboard shortcuts, which keeps my keyboard relevant on DaVinci Resolve. So if you know how to get around, you'll be somewhat familiar um, with understanding how to get around in DaVinci Resolve using keyboard shortcuts. So that's one of the things.
5: I, I've been using Boris Effects, which has plugins that will work with uh, DaVinci, Premiere, and Final Cut. Um, oh, and they oh, have a Sapphire there. Boris Effects, and they have a couple different suites, Continuum, Sweets, um Sapphire, Mocha for motion tracking. Um so that all works with DaVinci. And a lot of your audio free version? Yes. No, they're not well, free.
2: Well no the the, the plugins saying, aren't but free, but they will work with the free version. And all of your audio apps, all of your audio apps should um should definitely uh should switch over if they're a sorry
3: that was another massive question I had. Was audio mixing yeah. and enhancing software like what you use go-to for that to make your audio sound better
2: so for I me um you guys can chime in i'll tell you for me uh what you say jim you
4: use i use adobe edition but i mean yeah what is the name of the audio app i use it's called
2: tell
4: we you. use premiere but we use a B-Raw plugin for our coloring brandon that's a that plugs in with DaVinci and stuff so we get to use all that sweet juice over there, so I don't have. Real to...
1: quick, to just to give you a heads up, Brandon, um, one of the plugin companies that I know that they're like one of the premier ones for um for Final Cut is Motion VFX, and I know a few months ago they started doing some announcement that they're going to be start doing the stuff, doing things for DaVinci, yep. which they have come out with now. Um, from what I've seen on some like some of their uh, promo videos, I mean. It looks just as sweet on Davinci as it does on Final Cut. I mean, easy to use, easy to install. So that's one. Fantastic!
3: Because yeah, I I know Motion VFX for Final Cut. I didn't know anything about them doing for Resolve. So that's awesome to hear.
1: Yeah, they just started recently doing because they were they were going through the the headache of having to make their plugins and everything M1 compliant. Um, And I think like during that process, they started like dropping little hints. With like little logos for DaVinci, and then like within the last maybe month or two i think they just recently came out with it and they're continuing to, be, to build that library so that would be a good source to look at as well
5: i'm excited when i finally get a little bit of time to dive into da Vinci and give it a good go to see how the audio works with it because premiere audio engine is terrible the way they deal with audio tracks and mono oh, and stereo tracks it's so bad And and i've got a a music background, and I use a program called Cubase, uh, and it could handle hundreds of tracks, and you could just load it up with VST plugins, and it doesn't even break a sweat. And then in Premiere, you try to add some VST audio plugins for noise reduction, or and I use third-party ones because they're they're better than the, the the default ones. It it brings it to its knees. You 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 add ten different VST threes, which should be nothing, mm-hmm. and it brings Premiere to its knees every time you hit stop. It's, Three second delay. You hit start again. Three second delay. Everything is delayed. It's so so bad. And I just saw something announced with DaVinci where they can handle thousands of audio tracks now. So they so, bought
2: they bought a company that that they bought Fairlight, which is very similar to Pro Tools. So you have like probably and Fairlight was a very high end audio editing suite that was so dope because once you edit on one tab, you click another tab and your same timeline come up and you can edit color. And you click another tab and your same timeline is there and you can edit all the audio. Then you click another tab and the timeline is there and you can edit all your graphics and special effects. And then another tab for exporting. So it is, they, they just have it together and they went out and like, Da Vinci, like Black Magic Design went out and bought companies that specialize in certain things. Like Fusion was a company they bought, was a product they bought. For, um, it was a sp- product from a company that they bought that specialized in node-based graphics. Fairlight was a product from a company they bought that specialized in just audio editing. I mean, and if you ever bought like a Fairlight um control deck it was like a 300 200,000 probably a lot less than that but you know what i'm saying huge control deck with like 80 tracks and it was crazy and they and they included all of that for free in DaVinci Resolve so DaVinci Resolve to me
5: is to
2: it's yeah it is the future it is the present like it's it's there like the only reason i work with uh final cut is cuz i can just it's so easy and i'm just it's just really being familiar but i've been pushing myself to do more and more um, with DaVinci Resolve There are some questions that popped up That I want to make sure I answer um, That popped up a little little far back I want to make sure I answer real quick um, There was Let's see As a business owner How much do you determine how much to pay yourself um, This question really rely on How profitable you are My bills got to get paid for the business bills this day. You know what I'm saying I can't I can't uh, not have a place to stay and have a business that's running. So the goal is to be as profitable as possible. Um, you are the main owner, the shareholder, and you have to think about how much your business, how much liquid your business needs to run. How much savings do you want to have in case of emergency? So it's kind of weird, a weird way to to look at it. Um, but I think it depends on just your situation. For me, I'm, I'm doing mostly 50-50. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm just gonna be real with with y'all. Depending on, and this is something that I usually would keep in after hours, but I'm gonna share it with you now. <laughs> depending on what you got going in your life, it may benefit you best to keep more money in your business than in your pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It it may be more. It may be better for your business to be worth a million dollars and you to be worth thirty thousand. Depending on what you got going on in your life. I'll just say that
4: we pay ourselves as little yeah, get, as possible here
2: as little as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, get like the yourself. business buys a lot of stuff. Yep. The business, my business buy a lot. My business, you know, it buys a whole lot of stuff. So it, it may be smarter to maneuver that way. Uh, and I'll just leave that there. I go into detail in the course where I cover some stuff, but it's just it's some stuff that I I'm not gonna say live on YouTube. It's 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 not unethical or nothing like that, but I'll just leave it.
7: I'll just leave that there. Um, Get yourself a dope tax person. Absolutely, absolutely. Because think but about it I've, I've been listening to some stuff recently. that's just been like, mm-hmm. and and also like anybody who's like getting started with their business. And, and really wants to think about profitability from day one. Because most people will tell you that, like, you got to make a whole bunch of money first to pay all the expenses and everything to be profitable. But, like, I recommend you go, like, and I wish I had done this. Uh, if I had done this at the beginning of the pandemic, I would be in a completely different place than I am right now. And I'm in a good place. Um, there's a book called Profit First. Yep. Go read that book because that it's very simple. It's a very simple system. And there's like Ty saying, there's nothing illegal in there. All it is is like advice to work with the way most of our brains work when it comes to money. And I mean, Ty's even done a live like a couple months ago, I think where he shared like how he breaks down his money for the business and hold it in different places and stuff like that. Yo, I started using, Profit first, like implementing that system towards, I would probably say the middle or the end of the summer, probably July or August. And, and, uh, I got like, I've never seen this much money in my bank account nice. and, and, and it's like, I could have seen this much money in my bank account before, but I wasn't being intentional with the money. You know, and now just being intentional, like, and now I'm thinking more about every dollar that comes into the business and how they distribute it and what it's actually for instead of it just sitting there in a pile and me being like, I got money. Yep.
2: And then think about this like, you got to think about a lot of stuff, right? It doesn't benefit you to buy a camera it benefits your business to buy a camera. So why would I pay myself money? Why would I pay taxes on paying myself money to go buy something that doesn't benefit me? When you can, you can buy it, you, you can take that same money and buy it with your business, write it off, it become a tax write-off and it's more valuable that way for the business than to pay myself then go buy it. So it's a lot of stuff like that that you need to understand as a business owner before you go, you know, Doing the wrong stuff, paying myself Costs taxes, why would I pay myself To pay something else, you know what I'm saying For me to, for the money to change hands From my business to myself, it gotta be taxed. Then I'm taking that money to go pay for something That my business is actually using using Why wouldn't I just pay it directly with my business So it's little things like that You need to understand
5: Tax Mm -hmm. avoidance is not a dirty word It's a smart word Tax evadance will land you in prison Tax avoidance is smart
4: Absolutely, we um we buy we'll buy stuff for sets and buildouts, um yep. for clients. I mean, we bought literal furniture, and it, but it's furniture that we use on set for a scene for a commercial. And mm-hmm. when we're all said and done, what are we going to do? Stick it in the garage, put it in the basement in our storage, um or, hey, when I went out and was looking to build that set, my wife may have come along and said that would look really nice. Oh, it absolutely would. We'll make sure we take that home when we're all done using it on our production.
2: Yep. The good thing about video production is a lot of there's very few things that's off limits. Like you can shoot a video and you can you need anything. You can get a refrigerator, you can get a you know, if I'm a plumber, I can't go and there's certain things I can't buy and justify for tax purposes. As a content creator, you can take a trip to Hawaii and film and you can justify it. A plumber can't justify that. So There's a lot of things you need to know when it comes to understanding how to maneuver your money, like how to get the most out of your money. And it is not nothing, like I said, unethical or shady. Um, It's just having a good bookkeeper who understands what you do well so that they can do what they need to do to keep you out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not that it's unethical, but but if they do it wrong, it can be looked at the wrong way. So it's important to get, make sure you know in. what day to leave from your trip. Absolutely. Like there's people that can say, Hey, if it's within this time or unless your project, you know, yada, 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 those are things you need to know. There's a lot of, I'll say, I'll say this tax, like taxes and the government was built for business owners. You get the best of the best. Your but, but in exchange, your goal is th- they know business owners will create jobs Uh, and create positions for taxpayers to make money to pay taxes. But as a business owner, you get the best of the best.
6: I learned the hard way having somebody. There was a woman I was dealing with when things were really going well with my staffing company. And she was the kind of person you go with the 1040 EZ. That's that, you know, Mm -hmm. those are the people that she was supposed to be seeing. Not guys like me who had books this thick. And every time I turned around, she'd say, all right, honey, you need to sit down. Me tell you your tax bill, and this went on for four or five years. Finally, somebody put me on to this guy who does a, a forensic audit. He goes through all of your accounts, everything you have, and next thing you know, things were the way they were supposed to have been from the beginning. And I was shocked that I didn't actually owe the last. This woman had me owing twenty five thousand in two thousand sixteen. Wow, that was yeah. just the federal. <laughs> so that's how bad she was. So, can you backfile I mean, your taxes and update them? You can play that game, and I could. I just – the way the way I see it and the reason I left it alone was if I can go back, then they can go back, and I don't want to play that game. So I'm just like, all right. It's, this, it's
4: not as scary as you think it is. Yeah, you man. just got to get smart. Nah, your money, you man. Can, you can actually It's – I've done it before for several years, actually, because we had a – bad bookkeeper at one of our businesses and we went back and had the adjustments made. There was no spitefulness. It's not like these guys are robots. Usually in some IRS agents I visited with, um, it's funny because they were like, do you think I got in this position just so I could ruin people's lives? I mean, I literally had one say that to me. It was like, I'm here to help. I mean, to be honest, I am more scared of a state tax dude than I am the IRS. Mm. And that's just because yeah. um, I, I've had to work with both, and man, I will take an IRS agent over a state guy any day of the week. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: If I had oh, a bookkeeper, crazy. I had a, I had a bookkeeper that messed up my books, but uh, she she left. Nobody's nobody's heard from her. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Don't know what happened. <laughs> it's, it's right. where's, that, yeah. where's that mystery button tag? Right, right. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I need
6: to. <laughs> <So> this install. <dementia laughs> I I, down,
3: I downloaded while we're gone.
2: I tell you, there's a good patch of grass in my backyard. It grows well. It's well fertilized. Okay, so um, somebody asked that. <laughs> I was, was
3: going to say one. <laughs> sorry, I was just going to ask one question. Oh, go for it. Go for it. On to the next topic. If that's yeah, right. yeah. Um, just because we were talking about ducks, I just wanted to bring up a conversation that I have with my account yesterday, just to see some of your input or feedback on it or whatever. Um, And I don't know how different our laws are here in Australia versus over in the US, um, but pretty much the way the conversation went was that any subscription that your business has, as long as that subscription is to increase profit for the business, that makes it a tax write-off, which means that if my clients are paying me as a a subscription for my services and my services are helping to grow their business, my videos are actually a tax write-off for them. So that way I can almost push to my clients that it is just a tax runoff in the end for them anyway. And they're not really paying out of pocket for the video services.
2: And that should be really with almost all content that we offer to businesses. Because training videos, promotional videos, marketing videos, they're all tax. Rarely are we doing anything for entertainment purposes. You can almost present that to any client. And that's something that, you know, I, I'm. I usually... You know, if they are in business and they know their numbers and they know what they're doing, and that's why I said, if we can present ourselves as an investment, we are an investment that they can write off. Your contractors, you can be, you can write that off to a certain extent. I mean, that's why you never want to pay people under the table. It doesn't benefit you to pay people under the table. You want to pay them like contractors because that's labor that you get to write off. So yeah, I, I I'm not sure in Australia, you know, if it, it should be looked at. You know it should be looked at that way. Somebody said gold membership is a tax write off. It technically it is a tax write off. If you bought a course from me, that's a tax write off. That's helping your business. Yeah. You yeah. should be writing that off. You should be writing all of that off. That beta joint. I put that in my. That's, uh, that's yeah. Last yeah. Absolutely. If you got a if you got a waiting area and you put Netflix on it and you just happen to share the Netflix account with your home, that's a, that's a tax write off. People got to sit in your, your lobby and watch Netflix. That's a tax write off. I got a promotional vehicle. It's a tax write-off. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, there there are ways of... In our industry, it's just open. That's, a, that's right, a tax write-off, Marcus. In our industry, it's just, just open to, you know, what are we using it for? What, what are we doing with it? So, yeah, I, I would always... Are you that with the client that is, you know, maybe struggling with the idea of cost and, and trying to validate, you know, is it worth it? We're doing marketing videos. We're managing social media. That's that's tax write off. Who Has kids. You, you said
7: huh? who has kids? Six who, of them.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Go for it. Yeah,
7: kids. I'll share this with Rodney. I don't know how my audio is. It's good. I got a new mic.
2: Oh, hey, yeah. You got the
7: <laughs> Very excited. I had to get up on Ty's level. just a little bit. A little bit. I had to get better.
2: Um, you got to get this to get on so, this level right here.
7: From 7 to 22, if you have kids, you can pay them $12,000. Per year. Up to. Yep. And that's an employee discount.
2: Yep. That should be writing it off in your house. 12000 per kid.
7: It's so good.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I learned about that about two
6: years ago. Put them to work. Yeah, this this country is definitely, this this country is definitely set up for business owners. And it's funny because um, my wife, she grew up; everybody was working class, mm-hmm. and um, her first thing is, "Hey, let's go punch a clock." And I'm like, "No," because it's so hard. And Ty, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know. Once you've left being an employee. It makes it really hard to go back to being an employee. It's oh, almost it. like you've had a taste of what it really looks like, what it's supposed to be, and it's so hard. To, they put you back in a cubicle. It's almost like you, you, and, uh, you know, they, they take you out of your natural habitat and put yep. you in solitary confinement.
2: It's like a lion, you and know? now you're going back to the zoo. You've been in you've been in the world, and now you're going back to the zoo.
7: <laughs> right. I'm going to bite just, the first I'll just person. I'll tell you why I can't go back. It's because this year, I've made almost five times what any job has ever paid.
6: Mm-hmm. Nice.
7: Yeah. So it's like, why why would I go back to being in a position where people don't understand or appreciate my value or want to compensate me properly for my value?
2: Yeah. I don't even like somebody I mean, you know, to dictate what I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? I don't want somebody to tell me this is what we're going to pay you. If I want to go ham <laughs> one month and triple that, I can I don't. I don't like being under the claw of somebody saying this is what you're worth. No, I will tell you what I'm worth. You don't
7: tell me what I'm worth. I got. I got to keep it G-rated because we on the uh we on live and not on after hours. But like, <laughs> you see how the jobs um they offering all these bonuses because they saying nobody don't want to work. Nah, people tired of all the nonsense like y'all saying you not valuing my worth, not appreciate me. Nah, people. This shit. The people getting smarter and they like nah, bro. Yeah.
2: But unfortunately, yeah. it's good to be smart and have that pushback. But you got to have that pushback with somewhere to go. You can't just be mad mm-hmm. and your bills stacking right. up because they're gonna just they're gonna <laughs> just wait you out. They're like, we got the bread. You don't. We're gonna just wait you out. You'll be exactly. back. You know what I mean? You'll be. I got back.
6: a question for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Do you ever get calls from other content creators in different states that you know, like let's for example say one of you guys is three. You're you're in an area three or four hundred miles away from me. And I got a customer who needs a shoot, and I'm gonna call you to contact. Okay, right. So Mm -hmm. basically, I had that happen to me twice, and my situation is, and obviously you guys understand, I want to make my money, but you need to make your money. And so what these guys vocations said, I'm sorry, I went with somebody else. You were too expensive. So what else is do shoot this for like, what as I'm a, I'm a wholesaler now and, and uh,
2: you uh, get them. Okay, like, okay. well, well okay. He, he, I, I'm going to tell he, you what I do. I'm going to tell you what I do. I do offer them a wholesale rate. Right. And I'm going to tell you why, if all I got to do is show up and shoot and I'm putting, and I'm pulling footage off of a car to go to you and I ain't got to worry about it. I will give you a wholesale rate. Cause I didn't do, no, I didn't have to do nothing but show up and shoot. If you're using me, it's just a camera guy. And there's a few companies out in California. I do that for that. I do offer them wholesale prices. Because it's okay. their client. They went for it. If if the footage jacked up, they're not coming for my money. They ain't coming for me. They're coming for them. Even though I still... Okay. I'm not saying my footage going to be jacked up. But there's a few companies that I work with out of California, and all they do is send me wholesale work. And I've done stuff like Ford commercials and all kind of crap. Um, I've had companies okay. hire me simply because I got a 14-foot crane, and they needed a crane shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to charge on my normal rate. I'm going to charge them a wholesale rate. and they And they send me... So I'm going to tell you, there's been times where they send me so much business that I refer to a contractor and still make a cut off of it. So I don't okay. mind doing it at a wholesale price for, okay, you know, what I mean, just for for a business. If you if you if you say, hey, Ty, I'm shooting a commercial and we need a shot of some cows in Texas, you get a wholesale price. But that's just okay. but but usually in them situations, a lot of them companies will use you over and over and over
6: and over and over again. And
2: you like, right. OK, cool.
6: Yeah, he wanted lights, camera, mic the whole day. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I, that, that's why I had to travel. Lights, camera, mic. You know the way. Those, yeah, but at the point. same, but
7: at the same time, you got to think about whatever, whatever they're doing. Like they put in the legwork, the time, the cost, the like marketing, c- client acquisition to yep. get that client. It's like for you the way like like if a contractor turns around to you and be like, "Hey, why not I getting half?" Have- half of what you're charging the client because i'm here working it's like well <laughs> did, did you take the meetings did you do the marketing right, the proposal. Did, are you the one that they came to are you the person that they chose to do this product no you put in all that work you created that value you did all of that so it's the same thing yeah. when another when another company comes to me and says, hey can you shoot this product like because because you can always say no like if the rate's too low for you that they're offering just say no like if it ain't well, worth I your time, it's worth friends. your time. Yeah, but but at the same time, like if you wasn't gonna do nothing that day, none of your clients are calling, and you can make an e- extra thousand bucks for just going out and you know pointing a camera for a few hours. Why not? Well,
6: that that's what I'm saying, and that's my thing. It's like I remember maybe I'm I'm listening. I'm just kind of like in that mode, but I know what I'm worth, and this, that, and the other. And I I think I quoted the guy like something like something like a thousand. Base rate, you know, first hour and then like two hundred an hour each hour afterwards. Something like that. And he's like, it's too expensive. Yeah, he's gonna say he's something
2: gonna like say that? he's gonna say no to a base rate plus hourly for wholesale.
7: Yeah, like most of the time yeah. you're gonna have to give somebody a day rate.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh just a day rate. Yep. And see that's
7: that, I'm in that mode, a base yeah. rate hourly. That's, so that's
6: why I'm you know wholesale. So that's
2: the, okay I'm gonna do a base rate to a client, I'm gonna do a structure base. Okay. And, and, you know, the same way you are a contractor, you are one of the people that you would normally hire. Now, you know, the the benefit of it is they can fill up your calendar with stuff. You walking into money, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You can just show up, film. I'm handing off an SD card. I don't care. You know, what I'm saying you have less responsibility, but it's going to come with less pay. I'm not saying I do a lot of it. But there may be a Tuesday morning, a Wednesday. I ain't got nothing on the calendar. They go, they want me to go out there for four hours. You know, it's two fifty an hour. Okay, I'm not doing. It. Let's go, or I'll send somebody, pay them my my day rate that I pay them, and then I'll make fifty percent off of it. You know what I mean? I've done both. You know, yeah. but sometimes I get fun stuff. Sometimes I get, we need you to film some Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Psh, let's go. We will talk about the pay when right. I get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs>
7: you know what I'm saying?
2: It, it, We got this place where they're serving food, and then Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders is there. Where's? Give me the address, bro. I'm on the way. That's when you tell them you'll pay them, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know what I mean? But it, I, I've got a lot of fun stuff like that, and I'm just like, you know what I mean? But I, but in that case, you you, you structure based pricing won't apply to that. You, okay. You, you gonna get that a, a my, day?
6: I've ingrained in my head now because I got burnt. Yeah. So it's everybody's structure based I get you now. So you if I get it. Careful because
4: I'm dealing with look. two folks, one guy in Florida and one guy in New Mexico, and they're shady characters. Yeah. Super <laughs> shady. And look at these two. <laughs> <laughs> God, like what? two of them two of them might be on with us, but we're not gonna talk about that. Man, that
2: sounds really oh, That sounds scary good. I'm gonna
4: suffer for this one later. Poor I'm gonna suffer for this one later. I gotta get those guys on the same team because poor Alex and Ronnie are gonna choke each other out when it comes to the eyeball stare.
2: <laughs> Some yes. a, qu- a question came it. Go ahead. I'm a
7: big big function bag. A,
2: a quick it, it goes along qu- qu- with what um that?
7: what'd you say? Hold on. One second. It goes along with the employees is because you can take that work and then you hire somebody else to do it for you. You take that mission, right? You take that job and you do another job while you have another job. Mm-hmm. But that's how you're working on your business instead of in your, in your business. Absolutely. Ah,
6: I like way waved that in. I
2: like that. See that what you in,
6: Ty? I like that. Was that was brilliant.
2: That's brilliant. <laughs> Somebody asked a real I, quick I question about uh, do I use HLG? I do use HLG, but it is an upsell for the client. So HDR, HLG, kind of the same. It's an upsell for the client. Some clients Did you see want
0: that it. Osmo uh cinema gimbal thing came out? <laughs> yeah, we just talked about that? it. <laughs> what is that? What is
2: that? We just talked about it for like twenty Round minutes. three. Right, yeah, yeah, for like twenty minutes. Uh it's t- quick quick, uh it's dope. Uh, but you know, it's it has its purposes. Got it. Someone said the Dallas, the Detroit Lions cheerleaders. Have bullet wounds. That's them fighting words, bro. Where you at? Oh damn! Where you at, bro? Uh, yep. It's true. We like bullet wounds in Detroit. Okay, we like bullet wounds. It's, it's like it's like
6: seasoning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, I, I wish some of my i wish my coaching staff and the Giants got bullet wounds. Oh,
7: is <laughs>
2: They embarrass me every Sunday, oh, man. They got more wins than us. So, <laughs> that
6: was...
5: We
2: got
6: the freak Sunday after next. They, yeah. They, Eagles and Lions. We got to beat them.
2: Oh, yeah. That's our oh first W goodness. of the season. I'm putting that on. Yo, yeah, you
6: have to admit, the NFC is is such an embarrassing... I mean, the Cowboys are <laughs> the only ones that represent every year.
2: They We're just like the, they, it's like the tallest midget in the room. They man. ain't represent, man. The Cowboys... Oh. <laughs> Don't really. Don't get on the cowboy train just yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You Cowboys Jesus. fan way over there, Rodney? You the Cardinals is kicking butt, bro. Why bro, you I've been the a Cowboys? Cowboys
1: fan since I came off the womb, dog. My mama raised me a Cowboys fan. <laughs>
5: oh,
1: Why would you be a Cowboys that, right? fan? so just look Dorsett. Is your All mama a Cowboys right. cheerleader, right? Hey, well, hey, don't but keep my mama's name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> don't you talk about my mama? It oh, is say secret.
2: your mama's a cheerleader, for the
1: Cowboys. Right. Don't you talk about my mama?
2: <laughs> hold something, Detroit. That'd be another <laughs> matter. No hold up, ain't After Hours yet. Don't it talk, about, way, I got shit don't 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 talk about my mama. We'll or watch it, Mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Hard Your hard mama, a Dallas hard. Cowboy cheerleader, let's fight. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was actually a compliment. She
1: probably could have made the squad, believe was, it or not. That, but, that yeah. was a compliment. Oh, oh, I've been with the Cowboys oh, forever and a day, dude. So I, I was Sorry, there with the, the high me. rise through the, through the 90s. and
2: Sorry to hear that, bro. So you're
1: like gentleman.
7: me.
2: You're used to losing. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the you like know you. what? It, it, it's an ebb and flow, man. I, I take it
7: as it comes, man. It's all right.
6: It's all right.
1: Wow. Well, we're
7: still not bad at the Lions. It's
6: okay, though. The, well, I got a stat that was the most embarrassing one because it's, it's a national thing, not local, national ESPN. Since 2017, the Giants have the lowest, worst winning percentage of any team in the NFL. We're number 32. This is a once-proud franchise that is now just – it's a laughing laughingstock. At least I so, got a Super Bowl. Hey. At least I got a Super Bowl to talk about.
4: We guys, ain't got we're done. all at least talking team about this Brandon money. over in Australia is like, what are you talking about, soccer? <laughs>
3: nah I've never serious. seen a minute of the NFL or, <laughs> See? or
5: anything. I, <laughs> rugby, in my life. I we used to, to play
4: rugby, drugs. Brandon.
3: Yeah, even I, everyone says that I should play rugby because I got to, even that, I have not played. I played. I played Australia. What the greatest sport on earth? Oh, I,
2: yeah. okay. I got to check it out, man. That's that's what I love about. <laughs> That's what I love about my international players. They just they they bring a different flavor. I love it. I'm down to watch one. I wouldn't mind going to shoot one too.
3: Uh, same. I wouldn't mind going to an NFL match uh, and a basketball match as well. Always want to go see an NBA yeah. Always.
2: Always want to see NBA. That's yeah. I, I can see that. It's, it's mm-hmm. NBA's pretty dope. NBA's dope. NBA's dope. I was gonna say mad respect to
1: rugby players, dog. Because I mean that's almost yeah. like that's that's, this, that, that's just gladiator yeah, right
2: there. Most of those dudes. Uh, there, that's there's, there, there's missing teeth. I just the uh, like hey. the,
3: the gym, the gym that I work out. We had uh, the South African team come train there uh, about a, like a couple of weeks ago before they played against Australia. And those boys are like seven foot tall, 140 kilos, or whatever that is. People over there, um, they're just absolute units. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, crazy. For Anybody that's
2: willing to tackle people in in polo shirts all day, I'm with it. That's yeah. you get my respect for that. That's just like a that's yeah, like a no pads,
6: They just come at each other. yeah. Yeah, those, those boys for real.
4: There's a certain amount of respect with it though, because I mean I used to play in college and stuff rugby, and it's 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 a lot of fun because I mean I swear we always drank with the other team too. I mean we had so much fun. It was it wasn't like a lot of other sports like football and things like that where there's that real hard rivalry. We actually had a lot of fun. I can see that. I
2: can see that. I got a question for y'all. A l- little bit of a change of topic. Some of you have seen it. Some of you haven't. What are your predictions for the A seven A seven If you know exactly what I it think is, because going to dominate
7: are, the industry again.
2: You think it's going? You think it's going to be the go to camera?
7: Oh hell yeah, man! If they don't, if they don't mess up the price point, then it's it's going to oh. take over again. It's like all, everybody's going to turn into a Sony fanboy because it's affordable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they're well, gonna try to destroy. I think the
7: they're population. gonna
0: make. I think they're gonna just try to wipe out like every every and everybody with uh, just the most insane specs. I I I think they'll even cut into their higher end cameras to get market share. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, i from what I was told, they were going to be like around twenty,
6: anywhere from twenty five hundred to twenty seven hundred. This camera, they're probably going to be twenty. And that's not really the entry. Like, if it was two thousand, like the A seven three, you, I think, game over. But twenty five hundred bucks that puts you in a different range for your prosumer. That's like, I think the prosumer kind of stops at two thousand. Once you hit twenty five hundred, that's like what we do. That is that's what I'm thinking.
2: 24, 24 nine, as, I think is what is what it's But I'm mean. saying,
7: like a lot of the people who bought the A seven three was a lot of the dudes doing what we do. Yeah. Like how many yeah. how how many of y'all own the A seven three?
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just sold mine for the FX uh, three. So yeah. The, that's how I got into
2: Sony. Well it's dropping tomorrow. Yeah. It's probably gonna be twenty four five or twenty two five, something like that. From what I hear, we're talking about four K okay. sixty 10 bit.
0: Wow. Yeah, if, if they
7: were if they were willing and, and like this this might be like shooting themselves a little bit money wise, but if they were willing to do like 2100, 2200, they can oh, do it. Well, it that always started
2: at 25 and then it drops to like 2 grand. It, it, it's announced at 25. Yeah, it goes on sale. And then it <laughs> drops to like 2 grand by like Christmas. Like some like right after the first group of batch of stuff go out. So it usually it usually drops, but from from what's being leaked right now, you got a 33 megapixel uh, sensor, 4K 60 10 bit. Uh, you're not gonna have raw, of course, because they saving that for the A7S III. Um, they it might put it on the HDMI goes.
7: out.
2: I I don't think they're gonna give you raw. I think the vi- the S yes version is the the, the video centric version is because that's the only thing that the A7S III will still have over the a 7s iii So. Well,
1: look at- I mean, I apologize for my ignorance, but what would be the difference between the the 4K 10-bit on the a7 IV versus what's on the a7S
2: three? Just more flavors, a higher bit rate, and raw. That's it. If they give you raw, I mean, you just get a higher bitrate.
6: The a7S three also has the 120 uh, 4K. The, yes. They, the a7 th- 4 doesn't. And
7: 60 be- at four because,
6: because the sensor,
2: yeah, the megapixels. Yeah,
7: 33 megapixels would be hard. It may be
2: sharper, but because you have no pixel bending with the A7S 3 you're going to get better mm-hmm. low light, um, maybe a little bit better image quality, maybe a little bit better in some situations in some cases, probably a little bit better highlight roll-off and things like that because they're they're not squeezing it. But you never know. I'm sure the A7 III is probably going to shoot in, like, 7K and then downsample it to 4K or something like that.
6: Question for you, Ty. I know that mm-hmm. you use the A7R III for, like, your, you know, Portrait stuff. If you're for the high res, now 33 pic- megapixels is a good amount. I mean, you could do a billboard with that. It's not. It's not like it's. People make it seem like it's not a lot. It is. If you had a choice to do professional work that may be blown up, may not be. You don't know which way it's gonna go. Would you go a seven R three, and for like the same price, or would you go for this new a seven for photography? If it's strictly yeah. a photography camera.
7: I'm going I'm going A
6: seven R.
2: Okay. I'm going A seven. If if I'm just using it for photography, I'm going A seven R.
7: People 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 forget though, there was a point in time where the pros was doing billboards with eight megapixel cameras. Right, three megapixel cameras. Yep. You know, everybody act like, oh well, you can't do large prints unless you got 50 yeah. megapixels and stuff. It's like at one point y'all didn't have
0: no choice but yeah. to do like an eight megapixel image. And most of yeah. us are perfectly fine through social media. So it's yeah. like it's irrelevant anyways, because like what is a deliverable? Oh, I want to put it on my website. Oh, I want it for my social media. I want yeah. It for my business card. I want it for like a little print magazine. Yeah. You oh don't absolutely.
6: Even have... Megapixels. Just, are... You know my concern is I don't want to be that guy that the one company who does decide to blow it up. And there, it's pixely. Like, what idiot shot this? Right. Yeah, i like,
0: to You, make sure you I would know that in the contract, anyways. Yeah, you before know you that take the picture, the, you know, you'd know that in the contract. So you'd license it differently for a billboard, anyways. So you can just rent like a hazel blot or whatever the mm-hmm. heck, you know. yeah R- um, rent it. Yeah, yeah, I, rent it.
7: Yeah,
2: I don't. I I just I haven't run into that problem in my whole career, like where I just didn't shoot it in high enough megapixels. In fact. If anything, I've run into a problem of shooting it in too high of a megapixel and they can't get access to the files as fast enough as they want. Okay. We can't email it or send it. I've had the opposite happen way more than somebody say, oh, I wish we would have shot it in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Tony Thomas right. just popped on and say, I shot a, I shot billboards with a Nikon D70 years ago. There you go. What was the, What was the maximum megapixel for the D70? Was it like eight or 12 megapixels or something back in the day? <laughs> Tony, when you get a chance, pop pop that up there. Um, pop that up there. VR Media House said I left Canon for the A seven three. Many of us uh already left. I would not have the same impact as the groundbreaking A seven three. Uh yeah, it was that A seven three was a was a monster. It still still is a monster.
7: I'm looking at Fuji. And and then the A seven three go down to like, isn't it like
2: eighteen hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars right now? The A seven three is like fifteen. Wow. Yeah, but
6: hmm. well, I mean, you know how I got into so that probably
0: makes sense gonna... actually because they have the a7 3 that's positioned as the entry level, yep. and then they'll have the a7 4 is more prosumer pro level, so they're just going to try to take over. Yeah, and there's
7: going to be a lot of a lot of uh, you know, economical bills will be picking up a seven threes right now.
2: Six yep. megapixels, yeah, the used that's market. how you got into it. out. the used market is great right now. Especially, yeah. like, if you want a Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K, oh, man, you can, it's, it's great. Mm. Or a 6K, yeah, like, because a 6K the I, dropped.
7: The reason I stick with my GH5, man, is if I need another one, I can get one for, like, $900. Yeah. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Used market is, is great. Used market is, but you got to know what you're looking for. You got to know how to tell, you know, if you got a bad pixel, things like that. I bought I remember I bought a sixteen uh, twenty four or something Canon lens back in the day, F two point eight, and a lady um it was like a sixteen hundred dollar lens and a lady who sold it to me for four hundred dollars because she said the autofocus didn't work, I got it home and noticed mm. she never hit the switch. I hit oh the switch and the autofocus worked perfectly. <laughs> um, I, I, I I BS you not. In fact, mm. I'm going to tell you, because it didn't necessarily happen when when she went home. I, I had put it on my camera to test it. It, it. She sold it to me at her office and the phone rang and she went into the other room and I hit the switch and it was like, zoop, zoop. And I cut the switch back off like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I will definitely take it. And I ended up getting it for like $400 and it was like it was at least a $1,600 lens. Wow. But Let me do this. Let me let me wrap and let's go to the after hours. Uh, all my gold members, because I, I got people that's just sitting by watching and uh, we don't want to keep them too, too long. However, we can go to the after hours. So give me a second, gold member. Sit tight. Uh, make sure your, your your mic's muted and then I can get everybody uh, on with their day so we can chop it up in the gold section and watch like 50 people going to jump on. As soon as we go to the to the after hours, it'll be people who don't want to be on camera. That's a lot of people don't know. It's A lot of people that don't want to be on camera. Because we probably got a few of them that just be like, bloop, 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 as soon as we go to the after <laughs> hours. So stand by uh, and let's do that real quick. All right. Today's video was really about understanding the difference in innovation, understanding where the industry is going, understanding why you need to be mindful of it, what you need to pay attention to, how you need to move and navigate to stay profitable. Because if you keep doing what you used to do, you're going to be right where you used to be. That's you can you can use that. I, I I didn't make that up. Somebody told me something similar to that and I just stuck in my head. But um, you want to make sure you start to look at the market differently. That's why beta clients are important, because they can tell you that what changes are coming in the industry and you can prepare for them. If they're having an issue in one place, uh, you can help them overcome that issue. You understand that's a pain point and your target audience pain points may shift and change. And if you can provide something to alleviate those pain points, you have created a very profitable product. So stay looking forward and make sure you continue to create content um, for businesses in ways to help them, you know, be innovative. So that's what we talked about today. Be careful of people giving you traditional information, traditional news or, or news, traditional tactics, traditional methods of operation for innovative problems. So stay looking forward. Keep doing it. Keep working and keep growing your business. And you'd be surprised how profitable you can be once you start to get ahead of problems that's coming. When you can, when you can solve problems before the client even see them coming, you become the guru. You become the guy. You become, uh, you know, the whisperer in that industry. And you can, your prices can, can reflect that. You become very valuable. Um, so keep that in mind as you stay in this industry with that being said, I'm going to ask that you hit that like share subscribe button and all that stuff. All your favorite YouTubers tell you to do 20 times a day when they tell you to hit the like button for whatever reason. So they stuff, I'm just going to be real. I just want the video to get a little higher in the search results so more people can see it and I can get more subscribers. Uh, so hit that like button three or four times. Just make sure it's blue when you hit, click it last and, uh, write something in the comments, And I'm going to ask also that you post what you learn in this video, even if it had had to do with the topic, if it had to do with questions that were asked away from it, I would love to know what you learn because that helped me create great topics for you so you can continue to learn. All right, guys, I will see you all in the next video. If you're listening on a podcast, please rate my podcast. Please go ahead and give me them stars and write how you feel about it because podcast is almost at 50,000 streams. So uh, big things pop up big things popping 50,000 streams is big I feel like a local rapper who put out a, a hit track that's you know what I'm saying like it's, I'm doing stuff so a lot of people who listen listen on the podcast listen to other countries I'm just like number three in Dubai for a minute it was like wow so big shout out to you if you're listening on the podcast really appreciate you make sure you give me a review and I will see you guys in the next video go remember standby let me go let me fade to black but we start wilding out you know what I'm saying? I don't want no last-second cuss words to demonetize the video. because we be wild. So give me a second.
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.